people just like to point at other people. Yeah. I'm pointing because I we are live now. Hey, welcome to Crippled System episode three four four. Boom. Wait, Shakalaka. Shakalaka yeah, three four four. I, I <laughs> double check my mind because I just uploaded the episode this morning. Um, it sat there for for sadly two weeks, and now we're live. It aged nicely. It's like aged wine nicely or like a nice fat wine people ask me about something i send the podcast two days later even when it's updated right away i don't know so if anyone asks me any questions last podcast i have no memory what we talked about on any scale so we somebody could ask me a question about the podcast two seconds after we're done broadcasting yeah Yeah. Uh, and no, I I don't know. know. Who are you? You could ask about the podcast we're currently broadcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Nathan, we've been playing. We've been broadcasting for at least a minute. What? Nice. So what? What I am sick of these ads. I don't know why I get these. They're ads where it shows you an overweight person. In a, mm-hmm. in a shirt that just doesn't fit. And it's always like a shirt that's like a small on a large oh, person. It's like the and then they tucker things. And then they show you, and they go, well, you know, you shouldn't, do you have problems with shorts? <laughs> do you hate it when shirts don't fit? And then it's like the guy wearing a shirt that's too small. And they yeah. go, well, our name brand, you never have the problem. And then it shows you like a, a guy wearing a shirt and it fits. It's like, oh yeah, look at our shirts. They are, they're just right for you. Yeah. That's yeah. just the guy bought the wrong size shirt. Yeah. Like that's it, true. Like I guarantee I could buy their brand shirt in the wrong size. And the most, and I hate all of them. I I, I actually report them all as like uh, hate crimes. Uh, I got a, uh, I, I saw one today and it was like a guy asking like, hey, would you date this guy? And it was a guy in one of those like tiny shirts. And then you go, what about this? Another guy. And it was like the same guy, but it was like, the first picture is his hair was, it was like, it was like, it was like six months later and he had not only wearing a shirt that was proper, but he also had lost weight. It was like, what about this guy that's like, the shirt's comfortable and all those muscles suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, you, I was like, I hate you these commercials so bad. Well, there's a similar one where like the guy, like it's him and his friends at a table and the guy's like, I am so fat. And they're like, dude, you're not fat. Your shirt's just yeah, bad. Like, yep. see, yeah. And it's like, he could be fat and the shirt could be bad. Like these are mutually exclusive yeah. things. Some people are fat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I'm fat, don't lie to me about it just being my shirt. It's it's also the rolls of fat inside of the shirt that are making me look. Well, fat. it's just kind of like girdles for men or whatever. It's just kind of yeah. like the push. It's just like, and he, let's say even let's say the shirt magically made you not look fat. That only gets you so far in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you just take the shirt off and you're like it's all compressed. It's like it's yeah. just a, it's just like a corset for uh, for a guy. I still can see my reflection when I'm getting in and out of the shower. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I still there can't be any knives or guns in my bathroom because it, there has to be the cool down period between the bathroom and possible death. Yeah, it is. I matter in the bathroom more than I have most other rooms on a daily basis. Your your hatred of those type of shirt commercials, and I I sympathize. I empathize. With you, with the, the hatred of those there. The other things that hate me, or that I hate, is the uh, the stupid belt buckle uh, pants. So it, it's it's they do they don't want people to wear a belt because you know it's 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 crazy. Um, but uh, they have a thing that just loops between two belt loops, and then that is the belt buckle. Yeah. That's weird. I never, I never, I never seen it's, it before. It's like a super tiny, like a little thing. So sure. instead of having a belt, you just have these things that are just pulling two. It's basically belt cinching loops the together. pants. Yep. You know, I love but, belts. But at the same time, 
I have had, just by putting on a normal belt, those belt loops just shatter. <laughs> they just <laughs> they just rip. I, I guess I wear pants way too long. Sure. Yeah. We but, all do. I mean, you but, always wear pants until it's, it's like it's like it's it's two months since when you should have stopped, and you're you're yeah. pushing the lines of like sanity, yeah. and uh, just exposing yourself to a child accidentally oh, yeah. with pants. I don't usually have the belt loop problem. I probably you know one or two belt loops in my day of tournament. That's usually because of like getting caught on something. Mm-hmm. My normal point of failure is the 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 inner thighs yes. wearing wearing through because of the constant friction of my speed skater legs. Yes, and I hate so yeah, commercials. That's one of the complaints about the commercials. I hate. I think my, my problem is I buy shirts online in bulk. Like I'll buy like five of the. I'm really getting to the point where I have like I'll buy six of the exact same black T-shirt. So I I'm always paranoid because it's like my closet is just turning one of those things you see in a movie where you know like uh, you open up a closet and it's just the same just outfit. outfit. And that's what my I literally have like four of a, a lot of the same shirts. I, I just literally keep buying the same t- black t-shirts because obviously when you're the fatter you are, the more color, the more black you need in your life to, for wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, but so I just, but I buy, buy them in bulk. So I, I, I the, the, but the algorithm sees that I buy t-shirts online. So it just screws me. That, those, those commercials, those stupid are, are just stupid though. Like you have the person that, that's, that is overweight and it just shows them raising their arms up and yeah. they're obviously wearing yeah, a shirt that's and it's way like too obviously you hate to have your arm go up and show your belly because your belly's fat and you're fat and you hate it. But it's obviously, but it's uh, sure, yeah, it's always so 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 you, absurd. You gotta just, per- I mean, yeah, we had some local people here that that consistently wear shirts way too small for their body size, yeah. and it's and it's bothersome because when they sit down, they're leaving the ass crack for the world to see. Yeah. I don't get like what the brie is. Do, is it for the brie? Like if you if you when you sit and your ass is always out, like are you, you aware of that? If are you, if you're a listener and you're like I like my ass having exposure, I, I'm just curious. Let us know because yeah. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I would be. I would inst- if if that's ever happened to me for just a split second, my alertness is yeah. just catches it, and yeah. I'm like holy fuck. I feel like I'll like you know I'll just like and if I can't fix it, I just go home from wherever I am. <laughs> I don't care. It's like I have to leave. This is a terrible situation. Like like just nobody's that, yeah yeah no- I yeah it's, it's I don't understand why people aren't aware of that. Like nobody was actually watching me here, but I immediately adjusted my yeah, my shirt sure yeah. too to make sure my ass crack is yeah. covered. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my that's uh, that scribble system for you. The other similar ads are the ones that are that aren't like a video. They're like the the still ads that you'll get like when scrolling through YouTube or whatever. That are just like they'll be bragging about some workout plan or something, and it's like six weird AI generated images of like a super ripped Santa Claus in like camouflage pants. Th- those are the super bizarre ones. I am seeing a lot more AI ads. Like I, I will say. I have noticed, a, or I'll see, I get these things where someone writes a script. And I, I don't know how, when I'm going, I, I don't like, I feel like YouTube is trying to copy TikTok. So it's making it so easy to access these like, you know, 30 second videos. Mm-hmm. Ver- I don't want 30 second videos. I want a couple of minute videos. But if I scroll through it, I'll get a video where it's the AI text voice, one of like the three common ones. Oh, I don't honestly. I don't dislike them that much. Do you much. get the phone game with like the the talking about the weapon on their little like Galaga ship? I get those a lot for some reason. So I it's know. an AI voice, and then uh, it's an AI voice telling me some kind of story, and it has AI images. So someone, I don't even know. I I have to assume someone like just put in chat 
GPT a topic and then got some images, threw it together in some weird algorithm, and like threw it out there. Like no part of the, mm-hmm. and it's so obviously bad. I'm like, okay, if this is AI is trying to compete against real content, it's not doing well. Cause uh, I just like, it's like, don't recommend this again. I, I, I feel like you have justified my monthly expense to Google to to not have those ads. No, no, this is an ad. This is just like a, this is just a random informational thing. This is just like I'll, I'll click through it and I'll I'll, I'll I'll click on a video I like that accidentally turns into a short. So maybe I click on a comedian telling me a joke. Sure. Then it scrolls to the next thing and then oh, it's then yeah, it's then it's like an AI automated saying, "Did you know back when?" Blah blah. Julius Caesar wasn't, you know, doing this thing, and then it has AI images of, of like a ripped Julius Caesar, fucking like a, a, a melon, and then telling a story. And then it like I'll scroll again, and then it's some other AI script telling me a story about something about like the mafia, and it's all AI generated mafia images, and it's just like really weird shit. And it's like, what is happening? I yeah, I really don't like the like I do watch a lot of the stuff from the Dodo, which is just basically cute little animal things. But I cannot stand the AI voiced over things here where, where they try to yeah. kind of like tell a story like, look at this cute little puppy. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't. There's a few AI voices and some AI I don't voices. like and some I don't mind. I, I don't. I don't like them. I figure, but my I'm always taking it a weird direction. because I'm like, I know that my voice sounds like being stabbed to death so if it's an ai voice at least it's not a real person's voice so no one's feeling bad about someone hearing their voice because ai doesn't have feelings yet no one likes the sound of their own voice i know it's the worst no one likes the sound of my voice people this is the thing i don't understand to this day and this is why i don't understand tiktok is people purposely take a picture or video of themselves and they share it with someone else. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a worse thing that I could do to my morale than take a picture of myself and then show someone else. I'm like, look at this piece of shit, everyone. Look at this worthless fuck. Like, why would I make that into the world? And people all the time are like, look at me do this thing. I'm like, how do you not have that in you where you can just post a picture of yourself willingness to the world? Some people actually have good self-esteem. I mean, and some of them, I mean, and some of those people are very attractive and I think they understand they're attractive. So I get why the really, really attractive people do it because then someone will give them money because they're attractive. So if you're gifted with beauty, I understand why you show your picture to people. But a lot of that stuff is just either average to not average looking people who still have the confidence to show themselves to others. And that's the group I don't understand. I just, I don't get it. Like, well, maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes a curse that some people might have is like the self-awareness is <laughs> basically like, I will never dance because the second I am out there on, and I've experienced this, the second I'm out there on the dance floor, this is going back many, many fucking years ago, but, uh, I would suddenly realize what I am doing yeah. <laughs> and my mind would be like, you look fucking stupid. Stop it and go to the side yeah. and watch everyone else like you should. Yeah, I figure <laughs> if I were to dance, it was everyone dance. Dance was created a gazillion years ago just to ambush me. So the second I would dare to dance, they'd stop and laugh and say, we got you, you stupid fuck. <laughs> that <laughs> is the only reason why that medium exists is to be like, got you. Yeah. yeah. And in, in my mind, 
the, the only way I can rationalize going out and dancing is if I am able to remove that inner voice, that self-awareness. Basically alcohol. Which, which is alcohol. <laughs> but then I think about it as like how much alcohol would I would need in order to remove that self-awareness and it would be Andy would just be passed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like, I'm going to go dance. Blah. And that's <laughs> well, and and this definitely says a lot about how terrible I am, which I've never <laughs> claimed otherwise. But so, like, I, I I am a vocal proponent that people should do what makes them happy as long as they're not hurting other people, and that includes, you know, like you'll see people like tweeting and they'll have like a picture of, like people in suits and dresses in the fifties are like, why don't we dress like this anymore? And it's like nobody's stopping you. Dress how you want to dress. Go ahead. I yeah. don't fucking care. Wear a tux every day of your life if it makes you happy. Wear wear dress like Robin Hood. I don't give a shit. You know? We know the the guy the guy who bought one of the guys who bought Pegasus dressed like a hobbit every fucking day. Like he'd come in and it's like that's the guy who dresses like a hobbit. And you know what? Good for him. He's happy dressed like a hobbit. Whatever. And I say that all the time and I'm like, yeah, I should just start dressing, you know, whatever. I'll dress like a fucking Final Fantasy character, you know, and sure, why not? Like live how I want to live. And then Raylene and and Raylene and I went to the Wisconsin State Fair and we parked our car and we got out and immediately I saw somebody dressed away they should not have been dressed <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you know the the reason I don't dress weirder is because. I am worried that people would judge me the way that I am judging other people. Even though I'm saying you shouldn't judge people, I immediately was like, oh, God, no. And I understand the logic of when people say dance like no one's watching. And I think if you're able to do that, it's a superpower. And I am, (laughs) honest to God, jealous. Yeah. I, and I think... Like, that's but then the I think of people like Jeremy yeah. Shear. Jeremy Shear has no self. Like, it's too far. And that's the other thing is I see people like Jeremy Shea who goes, who takes that just to a, a level that's just unhealthy. There's probably a medium ground somewhere in there, but I, I, I'll never get to achieve yeah. that. But like, why does there, like, there shouldn't need to be. Like, if yeah. somebody wants to wear a fucking shoe on their head and roller skate down the street singing ABBA backwards and eating pie with both hands, like... Fuck it. I don't I care. Mind but that. on the other hand, I'd be like, that person's weird. And so how why am I judgmental in practice but not in theory, right? Yeah. Who is well, that guy? And, 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 yeah. and in the day it's also just based on and, and I do think again it comes to the attractive thing. I think attractive people just get to do a lot more things. That and, is true. And, and, it, and and they don't even understand the the plight of the non attractive. It's a it's a it's a it's a tiered system. There's the rich, not rich, attractive, not attractive. Yes. Now, just attractive regular. Even you know, I'm not, now, you know, I'm not even saying ugly. Just, just, just there's a tier where they can just, you know, do those things. I don't know. Who was that? Uh, that uh, that guy who ran for government in some place that uh, wore wore the boot on his head? Oh yeah, Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was thinking like Rat Supreme, and I'm like that is. No, it's Vermin like, Supreme. That's yeah. he runs for president in America. Yeah. Similarly, uh, um, England has uh, Lord. Is it just Lord Bucket or Lord Bucket on a head? But there's a guy who just – and and in fact, part of his – it isn't just the boot. Like it's a full head-obscuring thing. So think like the Black Knight from Monty Python, yeah. except the helmet is three feet tall, just like this giant cylinder helmet. Well, it's and, a, a th- third-level helmet? Yeah, and he Bucket. runs for prime minister and – there have been imposters like the la- like I believe their last prime minister election there were like three of them. <laughs> let it, let a man do his thing. Yeah, it'd be a good debate to go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we should talk about games for a little bit. What? Lord Lord Buckethead. Lord Buckethead. Yeah. Nice, nice. 
Oh, was 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 he originally the guitarist for uh, for Guns N' Roses? But the thing is, like, because that was but that's the that's Buckethead. They they take so him this serious. Is a noble Buckethead. Like, there's him right next to Theresa May, like the person who ended up being prime minister just for and a thing, huh? Was it? Oh no, I was thinking the no. The Ther- that, that was the newer one. Yeah, yeah. no. Theresa May was was prime minister for a while, but yeah, just a dude in like a Darth Vader costume and a two foot tall black knight head and, and like. He, he's there. He's at the press conferences. He's at the debates. He's got a manifesto. You can vote for Lord Buckethead. I mean, some sometimes, I, I don't know. Some of the mean people might actually be good. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't be worse. They couldn't be worse. They could be equally bad, but yeah. Could, yeah, they could be really bad. Uh, yeah, because then, they, you know, they might not have any knowledge whatsoever, and then everyone else just takes advantage of them. Yeah. So yeah, Brian had suggested we talk about some games just for the fun of it, just for a few minutes, just just a, just, a just few. for a few minutes. So you have to like get the quota in to, to still be. Do we have any games we haven't talked about? Well, I mean, I in the last couple since we played last, I've I've of course played a couple. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm sticking to miniature games for just a moment. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I know your recommendation is going to go more. I was just going to I was going to I was just going to start at the beginning and be like with that, but. No, uh, I played a couple games of Star Wars Shatterpoint since we last played. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of like the, the Mandalorians with various leaders. The Mandalorians are cool because my secondary and my my secondary and support units are all Mandalorians, and I just have a different leader. There's no leader Mandalorian model yet, so it's like I might play with Asajj Ventress and the Vandos, or I might Bo-Katan. do Grievous. Bo-Katan, well, Bo-Katan's a secondary character. She's not a leader model. Oh, she's, really? Yeah, she's just a she's a because you you're, you have two you have two you're, you're that's interesting that she she's not a full well, leader. So this list has the way you go. You have a primary was your leader, a secondary, and then support. And then you have, you do that twice. So you have two primaries, two secondaries, two supports. And the supports are often two figures instead of one. Uh, well, both Obi Wan and Ahsoka have a primary version and a secondary version. So you you can have them, you know, different points in time. This Bo Katan in, in in Shatterpoint is Bo Katan from the Clone Wars, where she wasn't a leader yet. So mm-hmm. there will be a. My assumption is we will see a Bo-Katan wielding the Darksaber as a primary from a different era. But you can combine eras in the same units together, which will make that math kind of more interesting as well. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of neat things in, in that regard. So I've been like I had I had General Grievous and Luminara, who's a who's a Jedi, a Jedi, like a healer Jedi and Grievous together with with the Mandalorians. That's been kind of a weird thing. But then I've been playing stuff with like I put I have Darth Vader from the Obi-Wan show. And uh, uh, Count Dooku is two leaders kind of together as mm. one of my list, but they don't, they don't, I've been doing them with like random, they can't do the Mandalorians because of how the points work, but I have them with like, I have man, I have Darth Vader as my primary and I have Obi-Wan as my secondary, which is kind of amusing as just far as like the mixing and matching. I've been doing a lot more mixing and matching out of synergy just to see how well that works. I, I, I haven't been sticking to pure clone lists or pure, you know, robot lists or whatever, droid lists. I've been just trying to like see how, because I know, we know some of that stuff works. And of course my brain being what it is, if, if option A works, well, I don't want to do option A. I know it works. Why? What's the point? Like, you want to you want to find the hidden gems in the yeah. in the list, and sometimes or, or someone who does that fun. needs you. But you, sometimes you got to be a bit careful in that regard. But um, and the game is still new enough that I, just, I also enjoy enjoy just playing all the models. Lame. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to min-max all the fun out of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, play the mathematically best list and do nothing else ever. <laughs> Wasn't that what the TTS League had already done? Like, well, no, before they, the game even like fully released. People, oh, people get a pick. I mean, just like every game, you get these, and that's what happened. To MCP, like MCP, has like 150, 200 models, and you, you people who listen to podcasts who seriously will only play like. 16 of those 200 models because Bob on this uh, podcast won a tournament and he said these are the best models and people are like, well, I guess I can't play anything else because Bob said they're the best. So like that's players punishing themselves. Uh, so far in Shatterpoint, I think everything's pretty viable. I think that's a general consensus right now is if things are viable from even locals and it's 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 nice to have a game like that. The, the, the nice flowing. part is it's it, it's not as expansive as as like an MCP is yet. Uh, I mean, eventually it's going to be something yeah, that's going to be insane. three years from now. But, it, but it's it's nice to be at something ground level and kind of, because you just kind of naturally learn as things come out. Like next weekend, we get Mace Windu and some clone troopers. And then we get uh, the, Knight, the Knight Sisters and, and all those characters around them. And we get Savage Press uh, coming out, which is kind of cool. Suddenly I can't remember. I name. like that you're pronouncing his name correctly. So to hide the fact that it's the dumbest name ever. When I, and I didn't know. So I didn't know who Savage Oppress was. I was playing the Marvel galaxy heroes game. The AKA take $500 from Brian a month game. Uh, and I had first seen him like, who is this savage oppressed character? Yeah. <laughs> like savage. Didn't even hide, it's not even like the what, what's the uh, sleaze bagano. It's yeah. like I get sleaze bag is in there, but the added they they made it sleaze bagano. Sleaze bagano. Sleaze bagano. He's a sleaze bag. But they didn't even do that with savage oppression. His name is savage oppressed. It's savage oppressed. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Mean jerk. <laughs> I mean mean jerk. Mean jerk. <laughs> I will say Savage Oppress. In the, but then I watched Clone Wars. And I was like, this guy is badass. He, he's indeed savage. <laughs> savage. Yeah. Asweepe. He's Darth Maul's brother. But yeah. Why is it just Maul? Why isn't Maul? How yeah. come he just takes a normal word <laughs> that's mean and just pronounces it correctly? Yeah. Technically, in the game, it's Lord Maul. I, should, I apologize. It's not Darth Maul. But. But yeah, no. So I've I'm still enjoying Shatterpoint. Not a Darth any is is that post bifurcation? This is the Clone Wars. This is where it's he's post. taken over. This is like late. This is like late Clone Wars era where he's uh, is in, involved so in the siege. When he has new pants, yeah, he has new pants. Now. Yeah, he's got he's got yeah. Is 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 Lord a step up or a step down from being a Darth? Well, he is uh, no longer part of the Sith organization. Like, sure, they, so it's a lateral move. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they called. They called Vader, Lord Vader a lot of times. Yeah, he Vader, also Lord was, Vader. Like in this, in, in the game, he has like every character has like different tags of Galactic Empire, blah blah blah. You know what they organize, and like in, the, in that point in time, he does a lot with the criminal syndicate. So he has like a lot of criminal tags as well. So like when Cad Bane and people come out, he might have synergy with Darth Maul, which or Lord Maul, which will be kind of interesting. Hmm. I guess, I guess, uh, as as being a Star Wars fan, I, I was not aware that there was a like a true hierarchy of. Of the Dark Forces. Well, no, well, because he's not. He, well, I mean, because he's not. Uh, he's not a Sith at that point. He's. I mean, he is. He's a. Dark, he is a Sith, but he's not part of like the, you know, with Palpatine he's, or he's he works yeah. part time. They try. Well, no, at this part point, they, at this point, he's an enemy of them. I mean, he hates them. <laughs> There's a. I'm gonna. Why? Did, why? Why does he hate the Sith? Because uh, well, they keep it's not his to, fault. They, they, well, it's not their fault. He lost a fight. Well, they try to. Well, they they, they do try to kill him a few times in the thing. They're, they. Oh. Uh, in in Star Wars Rebels, 
there's a scene. I'm going to spoil this to you guys because and listeners don't know what to say. There's a point where the main character gets separated from the group for quite a while. He's trying to figure out some stuff and he meets this old kind of tired guy. And then as the audience, you're like, oh, that's fucking Darth Maul. And the guy talks about, he's like, are you a Jedi? He's like, no, are you a Sith? He's like, no. And, and, and then he, like, he brings him to a fight and then he, uh, all these other guys are there. And then he, you know, he pulls his hood down and like just the reaction of all the characters on like Darth fucking Maul walks into the room to help everybody. You know, and he's actually helped. It was just, it's just such a great, cause uh, yeah, it's just I fucking, uh, Star Wars Rebels is amazing. Sorry, I got my brain just like you know, uh, Ahsoka's coming out soon, and it's like Rebels 1.5. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Shatterpoint, great. I've been still playing it a lot. I'm gonna try. I'm actually put some MCP lists together, and I'm hoping to play MCP a little bit more in the next week or two. I'm still gonna keep playing Shatterpoint, but I I really put M- uh, MCP in the back burner because of my Shatterpoint nonsense. But I want to sneak in some MCP games so I don't forget how to play. That's my that's my miniature slash thing gaming or. And then obviously we I'll let you talk about our board gaming. You you've had a you've had a little bit of a, a hobby habit uh, addiction. I'm trying to think what it's called. Did I start when did I start collecting the United? Was you might have mentioned it. You, you mentioned it last week. You, okay. Or last episode. Okay. You mentioned I it. I was having a, a slight panic attack just thinking about all the things I've gotten from Marvel United. And I was I was scarily thinking that it was like within the last two weeks. No, no, because no. you were showing it to me when I was here last time. Okay. Because right, we so came up and you're like, ago. look at all these boxes. Like, Jesus, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, maybe it's only been like three weeks. Yeah, it hasn't been much longer, but it was, you, 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 you injected the first vial of heroin prior to our last episode, and you mm-hmm. talked about how great the heroin was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you, you, you're addicted, Andy. So... But at least uh, now you've gotten to play it at least a little bit. So yeah, so we played it uh, played it four times today, which is kind of neat. Yeah, another ten thousand um, sessions, we might have played everything you buy. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm thinking about this because uh, we did have somebody ask me about uh, you know like oh are you just now getting into Marvel United. Um, turns out when the game first came out, and I want to say is maybe 2019 was when the kick, first Kickstarter was. Something like that. Possible. Um, I misread it, and I thought the game was only a two-player game. I don't know why I thought it was a two-player game, but that instantly got me out of it because I want I wanted to play with more friends. And uh, even though the models are fucking amazing, I love every single one of them. They are so adorable. They are so well done chibis as compared to some other companies that all they do is just make a head bigger and it just doesn't look, they, they look proportionally great. Um, whoever they have on their, uh, their artist team that's doing it is, is doing a, a tremendously good job. Um, but I had gotten the X-Men pledge for the Kickstarter from a friend for fairly cheap. Um, and then I went to one of our local game stores and I bought the, the all in pledge for the first version of the game, um, season one. And uh, I've been buying a ton of other things <laughs> since that point. Uh, the game is pretty darn, pretty darn interesting for a, a game that has no dice in it. And the only random things in it is basically the cards. Yeah. And each deck has only 12 cards, including the villain deck. Um, yeah, so 
It's a lot of variation, surprisingly, in a game that I thought was going to be incredibly lighthearted. And I think each game was, what, 45 minutes to an hour? Maybe less. I think one of them was less, but I mean, third. I think I think thirty to sixty minutes. I think forty-five ish minutes is a pretty fair. That was for yeah. four player. I think that's a pretty. I think which I think is fine. I mean, and I still think. I mean, it's, to me, it's a very light game, but it still has depth. I mean, there is the decisions you got to make. There's a lot of going on. You have to balance. Do I do A, B, or C? And you have to make sure you have timing of certain things down. I mean, you could just haphazardly do things, but you'll get your ass kicked yeah. by the game. And that's the thing is, light doesn't have to mean like hollow of strategy or tactics, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the game is absurdly simple. The the official like how to play video that teaches you, I, I watched it and fully knew how to play the game entirely was six minutes long. Like yeah. the game is ridiculously simple to learn, but you still have tactical and strategic depth. Yep. Like the the extreme example of that checkers mm-hmm. is actually a really fucking good game uh checkers has stuck around for a long time it's not just some dumb thing for kids who don't know how to play chess mm-hmm. uh especially if you play with force jump rules checkers is legitimately almost as tactically deep as chess once you have the force jump rule in there uh because simple and and empty aren't synonymous yeah yeah i uh i did go overboard i did buy like a bunch of a bunch of promos. Um, I I own every single thing. The promos wasn't the, the overboard, Andy. The buying the same things multiple times is the overboard. What what same things multiple? Times? You said you had multiple boxes of some stuff because like you'd buy stuff and like it didn't have. The, I, I, well, so here's here's what happened is when I got the X Men package from from the friend, um, he had a couple models. They were missing, and some cards they were missing mm, for the Deadpool right. box. So I had to buy a new Deadpool box. Um, good, good. He wasn't missing the Kickstarter versions of the stuff in there, so I just bought a brand new. Oh, so like, were those just like alternate sculpts? And so you had to buy another box to get the actual sculpts, or are they different decks too? Right. Um, the only thing that's different between the retail version and the Kickstarter version is that the Kickstarter version had Lady Deadpool in it. Um, as in the box that I was missing. So his, his box was actually missing, um, Deadpool and the villain Deadpool. So I just bought the retail version and it just gave me those models and gave me the cards that belong to those. Gotcha. So, um, and then unfortunately, since I bought the all in, uh, original Kickstarter, I already had the core box from the original and it means I got a second core box. Sure. Um, which is not bad at all because technically one of those characters is a promo card that I can use. Uh, there's there's a Gray Hulk promo card that I could just take the Hulk that's in and the core box differently. and paint him gray. And it'd be just fine. For as... I mean, when you're back, when you're getting a Kickstarter that's been out for a couple of years and only getting a little bit of, you know, duplicates, and because you only have so many ways to buy those kind of things when it's been out Correct. for a while, so I think you did pretty well in that regards. And the other thing I say about the game is, I do think, and this is you, you mentioned, like your, your friends, like some, some, I think some of the more difficult villains, you can lose that game almost. It's like there is a little bit of randomness. You, you have to be willing to accept the fact that some of the hard scenarios. Or even some of the scenarios, sometimes a game is just going to hard fuck you and you just have to kind of enjoy the ride. Because again, it's not a long game. So if a game goes 30 minutes and you lose badly, it's 
it's not an anomaly. As long as like you're talking about, you know, we did lose our first two games today. I don't think anyone felt bad about it because it wasn't like the game isn't consistently making you feel like you're being punished. <laughs> like some co-op games like Robinson Crusoe is, is a very <laughs> hard co-op game where the game is trying to make you lose 90% of the time so you can enjoy that five to 10%. And that that's, and that's by design. And some people want a game that's so hard. They want to play, they want to play it for 10 hours straight and win once. And to mm. them, that is a useful use of their day. And then I want, I want a hard experience where there's still some fun and maybe you lose some, and maybe you win some, but I don't want to be like, okay, nine hours, we're, we're going to ass kick and once things are going to align maybe for us like that. Yeah. To me, that's not it's too far. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't need to be that beat. Life does that to me. I don't need a game to be also that cruel. I, I felt really good when we finally beat the Red Skull. Though. Yeah. That was, that was like a satisfying victory finally to and we still took him down at the like the last fucking second too yeah yeah it was the last turn he we might have had two more turns but probably not yeah, yeah we were near yeah we were near the end one way or another and it was yeah it was cool when by the time you were playing i mean the first game was enough to okay, everyone gets okay this is what what matters and this is what makes sense and now i kind of get the flow it was straightforward and then yeah and then poor Ebony Maw. <laughs> yeah, we crush Ebony Maw pretty bad. But I do think like Ebony Maw, he happens to be part of a, cam- a campaign system where if you played the campaign and used the additional rules and stuff, he would have been harder and then it would have been different. And we just pulled one villain out of a box of a thousand villains and just happened to get. And I, yeah, so. And I happen to draw a character whose special ability specifically shits on Ebony Maw's win condition. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, which, and we didn't know any of that. Kind of yeah, stuff. we didn't know any of that. Yeah. yeah. And some people want to play that kind of game and go, okay, well, let's pick this hero now. This villain, let's now we now we have to maximize our team to you know, and we, and we're not that common. I think that like when I play, I play, I've played Marvel Champions on with some friends for years since that game came out. It's a living card game co-op, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and we typically play. We just pick whoever we want to play, and then mm-hmm. we play the villain, the play the play the scenarios. And I will say that every so often we might play someone and go, holy crap, this guy's hard. And if we lose a couple times, we might go, okay, okay. This guy is an extra hard villain. Let's, be Let's actually think about our the, our heroes a little bit. But we'll approach ninety percent of the games playing what we want, and we come across those really and you know hard ones. Then we're like, okay, now I'll take you'll take Doctor Strange, I'll take Cap America, and then we'll kick his ass. Yeah. But I like the over the in general, just play what you want to play and randomize the stuff That's, is more fun. It also did just occur to me, like, yes, my character I randomly chose their ability was super good against that would be Nima. The character Andy chose had two special abilities, both of which were worthless against Ebony Maw. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess it goes both ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I don't ever want to get into a point where I am uh, where we've we've had some friends that have played Sentinels of the Multiverse a lot and got get to the point where you know which characters to take versus what enemy. It, it, it to me it takes the challenge out of the game if you know that you got something that's gonna shit on a character yeah if you know these four auto beat someone then why bother yeah but again if, if it's like like for example and, I, and obviously I'm just reading the internet so I don't know the value of these comments but like the internet said sinister six are very hard to beat in United like if we're gonna say if you want to challenge let's actually have some fun and play this hard encounter maybe we figure out if there's I don't even know if it's true where there's like these that might have a chance and it's and that's not even you're picking the four characters that kick their ass you're picking four characters that have like a moderate possibility of success where you might win like there's yeah. two differences where it's like no I want you know or maybe you want to take Maybe I think I think they do have some like uh, 
some of the scenarios have like uh not like super villain like a specific uh nemesis type stuff maybe mm-hmm. it'd be fun to take some of that once in a while just experience it but yeah i agree that if someone's always like oh well this guy shits on that guy what, what's the point yeah and that that was yeah i remember sitting down to play sentinels with with uh somebody once and you know we drew the villain and he's like oh we need to take this guy and this guy and this guy and then you know then we can win it which no, play, I want to take the chick with want. the guns because she's a chick with a gun. Yeah, so yeah. She's cool. Play, play, play what you want to play, and it, yeah. If the game doesn't work if, with playing what you want to play, then uh, you know maybe it's not a great yeah. design game. And it, yeah, well, I mean, if it, in some in, game, in a, in a game like Sentinels, just should be fine. But there are some games where it's okay. I want to take on a guy who, or or the villain is like, okay, well, this villain is immune to bullets. And maybe you should play the guy with guns. Like maybe there's a little bit of yeah. that you got. There is always, yeah. there's always, there's a great, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't want to like be too mean to the person who wants to do that. Cause there is the occasional reason to do it. I, th- yeah. But even that you could be like, you know, this one or two character probably are going to struggle. So let's avoid them as opposed to here is the optimal group. Correct. 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 Right. Yep. Yeah. You don't need to power game every single game that you play. Well, to be even fair, even sometimes your kids are too stupid to play the game. And so you have to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Marvel United. Oh, my God. I. I I love the models. They're so cool. Um, I have a lot of them. I have a different storage solutions for them. Um, I am excited to take them. Once I get the, the final storage solution created, I'll be able to actually... Did you say once you have the final solution in play? <laughs> we did just play with we, Red Skull. We did play so. with Red Skull a lot. Although, again, I will say, and again, need is a word that is misused a lot. That game doesn't need a single mini. <laughs> No, no, you know, really. like, but, but that, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the world. You and you're not wanting minis on things. It's just an atrocious. I didn't say I didn't want a mini. I said it doesn't need any minis. That game would play the same with a, a villain token, just a, a token that says villain and four tokens that say player one, player two, player three, player four. I don't think people Obviously would understand. the minis are fucking amazing. No one would know what enjoyable. was going on if they just had tokens. You need the miniatures. But that's the thing with Kickstarter what if it and would, cool, cool mini or not Kickstarters. That entire thing could be a tenth the price. What, if I'm zero, if minis. I'm facing Red Skull versus Thanos, I need the model to know what the difference. If it's talking just his villain, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. That's true. That's true. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I'm not saying I don't think the minis are cool. I'm saying, well, it's the glory, of the glory to Rome. Or no, foundations of Rome. Yeah. Foundations of Rome, you know, they're coming We're out with the so token only version because it, and no one's going to, it's going to sell zero copies or someone's going to buy it and be like, I don't understand what this even is. <laughs> Foundations of Rome, it, if, if, they, if they had another version, it should be a, a triple the size of it. You have to like it be life size. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to go outside and you throw a Coliseum in, into the backyard. <laughs> you got to like, you know, rent out uh, Elon Musk's backyard yeah, it's like when you get the versions of jenga where the the each thing is like the size of a two i fucking love at conventions when they do the supersized versions of games where it takes like a four by four space yeah. and the minute tokens are big i i always love wandering and finding those those areas the out four by five, not like when they or do like full-size chess where yeah. just each piece is a human in costume yep. <laughs> i love i love i don't know that is such a gimmick that i fucking love i'm all there for that yeah. oh it's the best i, I love it. i miss that at conventions I resisted going to Gen Con, by the way. I had a last-minute opportunity to go to an attached hotel 
a week before Gen Con and I still resisted the urge to do it, which is very rare for me because that last week before Gen Con is when I break down and say, screw it and just take two vacation yeah. days and go. And I somehow made myself say, you know what? I'm not going to spend a thousand to $1,500 for a, a, a day and a half trip. So speaking of Gen Con, here's what I don't get. So, so went to Gen Con last year and in the convention hall, masks were mandatory. And I don't know if they were still mandatory this year, but last year Gen so. Con was a mandatory sure. mask place. Even if they weren't mandatory this year, I have to assume that Gen Con was mask friendly. Sure. So that if you wanted to wear masks, they would understand you'd be on there. If you're going to steal $300,000 worth of magic cards, how the fuck are you not wearing masks? Yeah. <laughs> of, of all the places to not wear masks while stealing $300,000 worth of property... Why not the place where people can wear masks? Like, you just wear masks. Nobody would think twice. You walk in with a fucking mask on. I have you idiots. To, my assumption is they. it was a crime of opportunity. And they, they someone one of the two guys looked to their left and said, holy fuck, that is a, you know, they probably didn't know the exact dollar yeah. amount. But they're like, that is a lot of money worth of magic. And it's just sitting there. I bet we could just wheel it away casually and they wouldn't notice and they it was so spur of the moment the idea that cameras exist left their brain and that's fine but then you take down your kickstarter page <laughs> that has photographs of you and your names on it yeah like if you're gonna be a thief you gotta go incognito a little bit and pull some, some stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, unless you're able, if you're going to be that brazen of a thief, it has to be for a bit more money, and you have to be able to like fade away. Yeah, you gotta, which is all obviously harder in today's world than ever. You blow up the top three stories of Nakatomi Plaza. They assume you're dead. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you got the the millions upon millions. It's a very simple strategy. I do feel bad for criminals today because it is harder to get away with this, you know. And we, you know. We need to a steal from the rich more, and we need you know. John Mulaney's got a whole bit about that with like back in the day, you could like there was no DNA evidence. There'd be blood everywhere, and they'd be like, "Ew, gross." Oh well, <laughs> I wonder if anybody has a hunch about who did this. Like now, <laughs> well, a hair on your head lays down there, and they're gonna find. Well, it, it was like where who's it? <laughs> someone find the nearest minority person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a pretty simple solution back yeah. then. But that's for you know other problems maybe too. But uh, yeah, I, we're, we're talking. We're, we're feeling bad for criminals. They can't. It's hard to I'm, I'm just saying, take down your Kickstarter Kickstarter yeah. page. But my so my yeah, my what, guess is it was just a, the guys was, who stole like the three hundred thousand dollars worth of magic cards. That was one. I, that was how yeah. they found them. Was they had a maybe a GoFundMe? I don't know what was Kickstarter, but they had a crowdfunding page for like an RPG they had made, and yeah. so people were like, "Hey, that's them." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I think they they'll were, send they were Pinkertons the after you. Steal from someone else. Don't fuck with Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Well, I think they they stole from a retailer. I think I, I don't remember like like an actual like yeah it was oh, it sure. was it was a, a, a third party yeah. yeah and it is still I mean I'm actually it's actually impressed that the Pinkertons are still around like that, I, that was the biggest takeaway from that story it wasn't that they got I was like well Pinkertons still exist was yeah. just a thing that I, I was it's like, like if the Knights Templar had showed up yeah. to <laughs> it's like, I, like I, what it's, the it's, fuck? it's like I should be threatened right now, but the, you existing is just blowing my mind too much <laughs> to actually be worried about what's going on because you're a Pinkerton. Yeah, I just watched Deadwood. You're still, you, you're still, you're on the screen right now. Yeah, how do you exist? Yeah, what is happening? Shouldn't I, you be threatening a Chinese railroad worker 150 years ago? Yeah, like, what is happening? Did I time? Am I? In, 
I would. I would be. I would. Be, I, I couldn't even be intimidated. I would be too flabbergasted by the concept <laughs> of being assaulted. I would just be like, even if they're like beating me, I'd be like, I can't believe a Pinkerton is beating me. It's like when was it Anheuser Busch or whoever like sent a town crier to to serve people with a lawsuit over <laughs> using dilly dilly at their thing. It's like a fucking town crier. What's happening here? You can't even be mad. Yeah. John Crier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would be actually kind of amazing too. You just hire out I mean, his services. He, he still he still has a job. Yeah, yeah. he's still yeah. around. Yeah, he was actually he's actually an amazing Lex Luthor. Yes, uh, was he, he was in the, the Supergirl. The, the, was it it was it super cool? He, oh, no, he was he was a major part in the uh crossover. But I mean, but he is yeah. he but he I mean he was on her show for a while before that. Uh, he is a phenomenal Lex Luthor. I just that's just that's my John Cryer fact of the day he's a top tier lex luther if he has a child i hope he names it, ch- it town <laughs> that would be yeah like i mean somebody has to stop brendan morrow naming his daughter too <laughs> oh yeah yeah ouch anyway baldur's gate <laughs> yeah. all right i'll take a nap you talk about no. baldur's gate for a while no we well i'll save that you you so i i uh we got, got United Talk. We got some Shatterpoint. The big, I mean, we don't have nothing to say about it, but the MCP big thing is a new core. Marvel Christmas Protocol, they're not doing a new version. They're just doing a updated core box. So, like 10 new models, uh, rearranged 11. terrain, 11, is it? Or it's 11, technically it's 11 models. It's 10 new characters, but they're updating them. Like, they've since the core box came out four years ago, they've added some new ideas like minions and characters that can transform. So now that these new 10 models are like, updated versions of those models with all the kind of current rules that are in them that are coming out. So, and because it's, it, because it's like the comic, you can have like the, you know, invincible Iron Man versus the regular Iron Man. And you, so they have like different versions of a lot of those core characters are in there. They made it, they made it so, cause after the actual original core box came out, they added like new game mechanics that are not covered in the core box, such as like troop models yeah. uh, and transformations. Like well, you have a character that actually literally, turns into something else. So those two big things were not in the original chorus, so they added those to some of the characters. And they're out in, I that's what, in October, so that'll be kind of exciting. And then uh, AMG, Atomic Mass Games. I, so whenever I, I, I see it wrong all the time, so I have a problem when I said it right. Atomic Game Mass? Yeah. They, that, uh, those are the people that have to wear the sh- new shirts. In September, they have their big, like, state of the game, like, like little weekend where they're going to talk about all the upcoming. They'll tease, like, all, whether it's Legion or, or, or Shatterpoint or whatever, they'll, all their, like, some of the upcoming stuff for the next year. So everyone's kind of hyped for that. Yeah, they had a nice uh, little video at the very, very, I think it was, like, the Tuesday uh, as Gen Con weekend uh, week started, um, yeah, just basically talking about all the new new products that are coming out for uh, for their their system for Marvel Crisis yeah. Protocol, which uh, I mean, it, it, you can go to any any yeah. source and get. Well, all it was that nice because they had they had they had basically two months of super Shatterpoint hype, and everything else kind of got the back burner. So they wanted to have a nice something else. They wanted to go into Gen Con. I mean, Shatterpoint's been well received, but they still need to support their other games and promote their yeah. other games. So they came out, you know, swinging with a really cool thing for for Marvel Crisis Protocol. There's always people who are like, what about Armada? <laughs> like, yeah, someday. Yeah, I mean, eventually they're they're probably going to have to add more developers and more staff members to be able to handle all the core games there because there's, I mean, Asmodee moved all of their miniature games over to that company. Yeah. So 
I mean, it's, it's they, yeah, they didn't. Of... I don't. I don't think they asked for it. As would you just said, hey, you guys are doing a good job with uh, this game, and we know you can't tell anyone that you're actually developing Shatterpoint, but you know what? We're also going to give you Legion, X-wing, and uh, you know Armada. So now you're in charge of all of those, and they're like, thank you, because you know when someone's going to give you a pile of money, you just say thank you. <laughs> Yep. So they were very smart about that. But obviously, they have to rebalance everything. And they, I think they're doing fine with that stuff. But I know Star Wars Legion fans are always a little bit there. The release of Star Wars Legion has never been very aggressive. It's not like they get a model a month. Hey, there's always delays. Not, not delays. They got just, Ewoks now. They got Ewoks. But there's always a little bit of time between they get stuff. So they're always like wanting more. Which, I mean, if you like Star Wars Legion and then you played it, I can imagine why you'd want more because it's mm-hmm. a game you play. So yeah, just, but you get too much all at once and you don't get a chance to play what you have yeah and that's why shatterpoint yeah. is, is gonna get they front loaded and now it's gonna start slowing down only one or two things a month instead of like they they needed to get a good variety to start and now they can just do normal more yeah. calm releases because we yep. don't exactly i don't need two or three boxes a month i can't keep up with that yeah i can't play it all so if it's a box a month for even a year i'm happy because i'm still gonna get enough variables out of it yeah. How about Nathan? What's Nathan doing? Not much. Not much. So playing uh, a fuckload of Diablo four with Raylene. So is it is it I mean, obviously Raylene likes Diablo. You guys have played all the Diablos. Because yeah. when I look when I look online and I see comments about Diablo Four season, I see rage and now obviously it's online, so there's always a little bit of a filter that screws it up. But even disregarding that, it still seems overwhelmingly anger at how that's structured. But I guess I'm assuming that doesn't really matter to you guys how she's how she plays, how shitty the season structure is. Yeah, I don't think it's inherently a shitty structure. I don't know. It seems. Uh, um, what is the structure? I guess. Uh, to put it into the context, because I have no idea. I haven't looked. I mean, Nathan can talk about it more. I will just say, if I were to say online half the people didn't like something, that would be no different than any random day, because of course half the people hate everything. Yeah. But I would say, up until you said it's okay, I would have said a hundred people were annoyed by it, and I, mean, I don't know the details. So, yeah. So I mean, the season structure is you have your standard like hundred level battle pass right where where you can have the free tier that gives you like a prize every 40th level and it's garbage or you can pay them money to actually get stuff out of the battle pass like that's all standard shit sure um if you finish the battle pass it refunds a portion of what it costs but not all of it which i'm spoiled because dead by daylight i paid for once four years ago and i've never and had I to guess put another even penny fortnite does that and they're like the big guys yeah in the world. fortnite is the big one like that's the thing diablo it costs ten dollars to pay for the battle pass which is fine. I mean, fucking Marvel Snap is $10 a month for their fucking Battle Pass. Yeah. That's um, a fucking stupid little card game. $10 a month. Uh, this is, you know, a, a three, four-month thing, and it's $10 for the whole thing. Um, if you finish it, you get, because Blizzard is cute, 666 cents. You get $6.60 of the, of the $10 back because, you know, adorable. Um. But that's standard, and you advance from just playing the game and killing shit, and you can go up that track, and then they have, like, missions that'll give you, like, bonus towards it, like, you know, upgrade X things at the blacksmith, and, you know, the higher, like, one thing, and then two, and then five, and then 20, and as you do more, you get... I mean, that's all standard, pretty seasoned sure. thing. I think the like, rage I saw might have been more when they... When that came so, out, they overbalanced things a little bit. Yeah, so the- there's a few rage things, yes. So so the rage things that I would say uh, that are, are true, so 
with Diablo, they do the seasonal things that encourage you to make a new character because you start the new character from scratch, you do the season. When the season's over, your character goes back uh, and goes into your your eternal character thing, which now you can just play whatever and as long as you want, right? And this season has had... Or the, the Diablo 4 has had two issues with that. One... Part of the thing, the leveling up your character is not just getting experience and leveling up the character, but doing like map exploration and doing side quests and things like that. Unlock what's called renown, and getting renown in zones will give you uh, skill points and shit like that. That is account wide. So, like in your eternal, if you do that once, now all of your characters have all that renown unlocked. So you don't have to do it again. You can, you know, just get some minor benefits, but the big shit, like the bonus victor experience points and stuff, are all or bonus skill points are all account wide. Except that you have to start from scratch every season. So you were gonna have to like literally just like revealing the map by going around to reveal all the fog of war, visiting every town portal. That you were gonna have to unlock all of that from scratch. And so they fixed that, so that was less terrible. But, uh, yeah, balance-wise, they adjusted some balance shit, and they did it in a way... Uh, the hilarious thing, like, um, uh, elemental resistances are mathematically useless. Uh, they are literally, like, one-hundredth as good as just having armor. <laughs> And so there's a whole aspect of characters that is completely useless and doesn't even need to exist as a stat because any point you put into it is a complete dump and waste of that point. And kind to make that worse... Like, oh, I was going to say, it kind of feels like some of the badass points in Borderlands. Sure. When you're increasing gun accuracy, 0.06% or something like that. But here's the problem. Yeah, because it's not even... It, yeah, it's it's like that. But but it's like you, you can pull, you know, resistance against ice by 0.01%, or you just get one point of armor that resists all elements by 1%. It's like, why the fuck am I putting points into resistance to ice when I could just put a point in armor and resist everything a yeah. hundred times better than just ice with that same point? It should be the other way around. It should be a hundred times the ice resist because I'm focusing on it, right? Mm -hmm. And in a lot of games, that was the thing. That late game was always like focusing on the resist of elements was always typically a big deal yeah but normally. even late game just dump it in armor yeah you, you should never do resist you'd only do armor well, for which diablo, is fine, because which is diablo yeah. which is diablo but here's right the problem because that would just be okay the game's unbalanced whatever everybody just ignores elemental resist here's the fucking problem is that there are four stats in diablo 4 you have your strength your dexterity your willpower and your intelligence and all the stats do something strength gives you bonus armor dexterity gives you increased dodge and willpower is something and uh uh I think it might be like mana regen or whatever. And intelligence, the higher your intelligence, gives you resist against elements. Resist against elements is worthless, so you just ignore intelligence. Fuck intelligence, it's worthless. Each character has one key stat. For example, barbarians are strength, druids are willpower, rogues are dexterity, sorcerers and necromancers are intelligence. Your key stat is what increases the damage you do. So sorcerers and necromancers, to increase their damage, have to pump a shitload of experience points into an attribute that is literally worthless for all other purposes. Whereas if you're a barbarian, you're putting stuff into strength, which gives you armor. If you're a rogue, you're putting stuff into dexterity, which gives you dodge. Sorcerers and necromancers can just go fucking die in a fire because they're literally key, they're yeah literally because meanwhile the barbarian who's putting up in strength is getting armor which gives him better fire protection than the fucking intelligence that the rogue and the sorcerer are doing so that's the big problem is that hmm. they also they 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 kind of tried to correct it the next time um 
but they're like, this patch, we're going to fuck you over so that next patch we can fix everything. But they didn't do it all at once. They didn't say, here's the things we're making worse and here's the stuff we're making better so it evens out. And the- it wasn't even, here's the things we're making worse so next patch will make it better. Just wait a week and deal with it. They just said, here's the shit we're fucking over. Full stop. <laughs> and everybody's like, and? And then eventually they're like, oh, well, we're going to do this stuff later. It's like, you should have fucking said that. Did they get the the old community manager and developers from Dead by Daylight over there? Well, this is the same people who announced Diablo Immortal as their big final finale at, at BlizzCon. <laughs> yeah. You got cell phones, right? Yeah. You got cell phones, right? So, yeah. I mean, that was a big hullabaloo. But, I mean, the, the gameplay's fun. And, yeah, the... The mathematical irrelevance of, of, of like intelligence, that's like when you're like prestige you're on your fiftieth playthrough, you've been level hundred, you're min-maxing for every like for the casual players, it's fine. It's fine. You just put stuff into your armor and you you click on stuff and it You're dies. telling me Raleen doesn't have spreadsheets on spreadsheets yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah, she's trying exactly. to mathematically figure out on her character. She's Correct. like, No, you gotta grind the guys. I need this plus this. Yeah. That's not the right stat for this and this and that. Just cracking whip it. Can you like farm it for like eight, ten hours a night? So Raylene and I play first of all, we play console, which is the wrong way to play those style of games in the first place. We're playing co op couch co op, so we're playing on the same screen. <laughs> so both of our characters are on the screen together, which also is handicapping you because you can't can't go away from each other. Well, like one of us will be trying to go left and there's trying to go right, and the screen's like, well, you're both going nowhere because I can't pan both directions. <laughs> the number of times it is at least ten times per session that one of us notices the other person suddenly do a U-turn and we're like, You were watching my character, weren't you? It's like, yes. <laughs> we keep thinking we're the other person's character on the screen. So like I'll be in the corner just punching the wall <laughs> while Raylene's over fighting the enemies. I'll be like, Oh wait, the, the enemies are over there. Split <laughs> screen versa. does have some limitations for that. It's been so long since I've had to do yeah. split screen stuff. So when you're punching the wall because you've lost track of which character is you, or what happens to me, I'm playing a bear druid so i turn into this big hulking bear that looks pretty much identical to raylene's big hulking golem so the number of times i'm punching the wall because i think i'm the golem who's being useful in the middle of the fight <laughs> is definitely not zero so yeah a spreadsheet to min max resistance versus armor is not on our plate right now i think mario kart's the last time i've done a split screen game <laughs> well, this is split screen it's all one screen yes yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like, like that's, I mean, that's that's i mean that's that's the last time i've looked at a screen where there was, it was yeah gr- i mean you're right you are right it's even different it's, than like that. It's, it's even harder because yeah. i can't just focus on my my yeah. one corner, yep. right? Like split it's, screen would almost be better. It would be yep. old school and weird, but I at least would know this yep. is me. With yep. same screen, I could be up in the corner just jerking off while all the combat's happening in the other side I've of the played, screen. I've played something where that happened to me, but I can't remember when it was. But yeah, that's hilarious. I've been, I, yeah, I completely that fucking golem looks just like my character. <laughs> just so often it's wailing on a boss and I'm like, I'm being useful. <laughs> nice. Roger, roger. But I mean, what it's 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 Diablo. It's your I mean, standard if you're ARPG. Having fun, it's fine. All that matters. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely and your, your the tolerance kind of people, for fun. And, I mean, your the tolerance kind of is people low. who will go online to complain about the the design balance of a game are the kind of people who are going to give a shit about that yeah. minutia, right? Well, like I said, like I said, no, like I said, that's why when you when there's some complaints, I don't. Whenever someone's mad about something, I don't usually care. I just it's kind of it spiked higher. Like the the threshold was just like it peaked past what I would normally think would be a normal. Amount amount of complaining yeah is the only reason i brought it up because you are yeah you mean we you but well we i you and i were for well you're still doing it and i'm still a little bit i'll get back to it soon follows we've been doing a, a, over a month now of fallout 76 a pretty yeah. bitter this this weekend right now we're giving up uh precious precious uh double xp 
and double uh, rewards time. Nigel's playing Fallout 76 like a professional. Like if he was like, like an esports extremist, he is just like grinding it out, getting shit done. He is. He is almost up to you. I am. I imagine he's past me. I mean, wait, no, I was, I was about a hundred levels behind you though. I'm, I'm like 470 something. I don't know. He's, he probably is past you because he he was, he was already, he started maybe three to four weeks ago. Sure. And he is now 400. He plays. Yeah. He plays. Well, I mean, and I mean, I played a lot my first few months of fall. I mean, I played three or four months before I took my first break and then came back. So he's still in his first couple months of the game and like to you and me levels don't really matter we have what we want i play because i still enjoy the game and there's still gear and combos i want but i don't i don't really need anything so if like i don't need i don't have this urge to like grind out well plus i'm sucked in by my other games but like double experience double experience when there's no doubling doubling nothing i need doesn't doesn't matter i'm not doubling a a resource that matters to me and nigel's job is a fairly like time passive job a lot of the time not to say he doesn't like actively do shit but like for example if he's printing up token sets and doing stuff like that he he's, can he can he can he can play fallout while that shit yes, is worrying yes. behind him right yeah he's got a lot of downtime but so. yeah if he I, he'll spend an hour or two get his printer set up get all the programs going get it all going and then just lets it run and it cuts for a couple you know an hour he yeah. just sits and he plays. might as well yeah, yeah he'll just play some games for a while you know if he'll he'll get he'll get what when we when we do suddenly like, we've, we've played Nigel obviously since the pandemic quite a bit and yeah. there are times where it's like oh a new game come out he has to design tokens then we won't see him for a couple weeks because now he's in the he's in the tank in trying to figure mode. out how to make these tokens and what's the best thing to do so he his he's well because he works for himself he, it's just those weird times where okay this couple weeks he does almost nothing and then he he doesn't really have normal days off like us he just works when it's convenient for him and i mean that's the freedom of those kind of jobs and, and yeah, especially yeah. what he's doing so well even like you and i have like white collar work from home jobs like you know sometimes i'll be sweating my balls off and then sometimes it's like I have six different plates in the air, but all of them I've sent emails or messages and I'm waiting for somebody else to get back to me. So at this moment, I literally cannot do anything it's productive. It's so weird to be ex- exceptionally busy and then you get these eye of the hurricane moments yeah. throughout your week and you're like, I can't take on a new task. I can't ask a new question because I'm I'm overwhelmed by my work, but yet... Like you said, no one's once one person responds, yeah. I'm back into hell. But I'm sure as hell not going to just voluntarily add shit to my plate. I'm just yeah. going to sit here and enjoy this. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's an hour. This rare moment, yeah. and then I'm back to insanity for who knows how long. Yeah, Rayleigh will come home sometimes. I'll have my work phone, you know, because I'll get message alerts on the phone, and I don't take a whole laptop. But I'll just be in the living room, like watching TV, and my work phone's on. She's like, "Aren't you working?" I'm like, "I mean, yeah, I'm just waiting for that thing to make a well, noise." Well, I'm not that big of a slacker. Well. <laughs> If there's literally nothing to do until I hear back, whether it's five minutes or an hour, I'll just go watch some YouTube videos. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I have to. Mo- I mean, I, I do have my laptop in my room, so occasionally I'll play like a, yeah. a video or something. I just I just do it while I'm in the same space. But your phone's there, so I mean, yeah, yeah. My phone is is doing. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I don't like go to the carnival or something like that. Like, <laughs> if if my phone dings and I see the email and I'm like, okay, cool, I need to go back to work and I'll walk the twenty yeah. feet. Uh, but, yeah. And it's and it's hard, to, and I think working at home is hard because some people don't understand that balance. They're like, "Oh, I could sit in front of my TV." And I, I think most people who work from home understand that that level where it's like, you know, you have to appreciate those moments because it's not it's no different from at work. And I'm like, "Oh," because if you were at work and you had that moment, you might get up from your desk and go talk to a friend, or you might do a lap. Yeah. Like you're still not working; you're at work. 
Luckily, my company, your company, are very cool about work from home. But if if anyone I ever talk to would push back, I'm like, I'm like, you think because I'm at home, I don't do, I would not do work. You realize I can do nothing at yeah. the business as easy as nowhere. Like I can, I'm a professional, do nothing if I want to do nothing. If I'm at the business and I don't want to work, being here yeah. doesn't change that at all if I want to be there. Yeah, kind of I know people who didn't go work from home and they still work in the office and I know they do four hours worth of wandering back and forth to the coffee machine, yep. you know, like heading around, like leaning on the cubicle walls, you know, hey, how about them badgers? You know, whatever. It's like you're doing nothing and the fact that you're in the building doesn't make you any less More of that than you would be at home. And yeah. the manner and their managers over there asking, but yeah, they're asking about the, their game or the kids or blah blah blah. You know, and that's all. And, and again, that's all fine yeah. or whatever. It's just, but they think, well, but you know, they're at home doing nothing. Like you're at work doing nothing. Like they, they don't understand that two part thing. Because then, because working when it's crazy, it's fucking crazy for so long. I don't know. My, it's 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 interesting when you have a job that can be so intense for so long that you just have to. And I have coworkers who can't. They don't know what to do if they get that five minutes of peace. I'm like, just fucking accept you got five minutes of peace. You've been working 45 plus hours a week for how many months? You got five to 10 minutes. You, what, you know what? You got two hours of nothing? Take it. <laughs> just yeah. fucking take it because you're going to go another few months of just being ground to fucking dust uh, with all the work you got to do. Just take the moment. Yeah. People are weird sometimes. They can't understand that balance. I had to ship out Pokemon releases. Ooh. And I learned the like the day before that I could search for my customers via that Pokemon release, and I found like a bunch of customers that I had not contacted about said Pokemon release. Oops. So that was that was a it was a good learning experience. But yeah, I mean that's a new job. You're like, oh, that's something. Yep. Yeah. My number of direct reports doubled a month ago, and then I also uniquely amongst all the people of my job thing was doing twice as many like one-on-ones with my direct reports as anybody else just for engagement purposes. So now I have four times as many meetings as any other supervisor in my position. (laughs) Half of it self-inflicted, half of it not. (laughs) It's interesting because your direct reports, they have to have time management. They are they like, because they, do they, they handle, do they handle incoming calls from clients? Mine are outgoing calls. Sure. Okay. So it's all, so that's still different because, but they're, they're all really not salary, right? Yes. Because it's interesting how companies treat hourly like my man, everyone I work with are salaried and our managers salaried. So yeah. how we get treated versus how they treat an hourly. Now being in outbound is still a step better because when you're inbound, all you your matrix your matrixes are much more. Like I don't know how much for outbounds. You're like okay, that was an eight minute outbound, and you know these topics. You know I don't, I don't know how much your QC stuff comes into play on outbound versus inbound. It's like, do you make? Are they selling stuff or are they asking questions on the outbound? It's asking questions. Okay. It's not selling anything. It's it's uh, yeah. My team's about like resolving issues. Sure, and, sure. You know, so it, it's pure customer service and proactive. Like you know, here's an issue. You know, we need this info or there's a discrepancy, and then the you know the people we call give it to us and we you, solve the issue. When you poop you s- in the box, you have to be over the box. Not we to the are side not. Of I the am box. not in patient support, but okay. there are people who make that exact <laughs> phone call. Yes, we have outbound patient support people who are about calling and saying, "Hey, here's an issue. Here's what you need to do." There's some the crazy conversations that I won't get into yeah. for sure. legal reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, can, no, I mean, we could all imagine. Ours is just like we call an office and be like, hey, your doctor didn't sign the form. Could you send us a new form? Sure. Like shit like that. Yeah, like yeah. very, yeah, That's- whatever. But yeah. My company, because I work with I work with our field offices, like I deal with our field technicians who go to customer site. Like every market 
has a list of addresses at their places. Like, don't you? We can't serve this address because this address, they, they, you know, it's 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 a or note. This is a hoarder address, or this person yeah. has five thousand dogs, and we think they'll have rabies, or this, you know, it's all these like look out. This person likes to, you know, come to the door armed with a gun, or you, you know, a lot, a lot of it's don't go to X address unless you have three people with you, or Jeez. you know, it's, so there's always like it's only, it's only ever like, only a couple, but every. It's just you cannot. It's just it's just it's amazing. And these people still does you know internet. And there's some there's like we we can't give we and text like you know they'll mark off like I can't I won't go to that address that's not safe and then they don't have to go and it's like sorry you have problems but you know you're a danger to our our employees' lives so we're not going to go to your house because you're cray cray. <laughs> I mean you got your tinfoil hat people you know conspiracy theories oh you're just here for the government you're not you know you know it's like no I'm just trying to fix your internet you know I don't have time for that nonsense. So it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, how to play. I forgot what we were talking about. Diablo 4. That was, yeah, Diablo that's Diablo 4. 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any, we didn't have any Zappy Grammos today, did we? No. All right. I did po- post on the X, so I, sure. I did I did utilize the that new system. I, I have no notifications telling X. me. It's Twitter. I know it's Twitter, but it's, <laughs> it's how, Twitter. To, how to fucking destroy your, your, your system and... Six easy steps. <laughs> One I mean, easy step involved Elon Musk. Yeah. I remember people still worship that piece of shit. People are stupid. Yeah. People, the problem yeah. is people equate, uh, you, you have to believe that someone who's successful deserved it mm-hmm. because you need to lie to yourself and say that if you earn it, you can be successful. Well, the fact that that level of success is entirely unearned means that there's not a link between hard work and success, which means that you can't just work hard to get there. Yeah. And the moment you understand that that's the truth, that you can sweat your ass off, you can work your ass off, you can do everything right and still be fucked for the rest of your life by capitalism, mm-hmm. that 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 crushes people. And that's why they worship people. Nobody actually thinks Elon Musk – like. They have to say that to themselves so that they can believe that they can succeed. Sure, I think. I, well, it's like James. I said James today made a post about. I don't look at Facebook. I haven't looked at I go into Facebook for the groups and sour stuff. But James uh, had made a post about you know, hey, if you ever thought you know, if you don't, if you ever are down yourself and think you're not smart to be a game developer or do things, just realize that you know this guy who you know this idiot who stole three hundred three hundred thousand dollars of stuff didn't put a mask on. Like he, you're smarter than that person. If you yeah. can be a game developer, you can be a game. De- like whoever is reading this, yeah, you're smart enough to be a game developer because there's idiots who are developing games yeah. right now, and you celebrate the fact that Elon Musk doesn't deserve to be as rich as he is. Because that means anyone can have it happen, which does include you. Uh, but but that makes it chaotic and random, and means that you can't directly get there, right? Yeah. Zappity. Also, I remembered the game balancing that pissed everything out about everybody about oh. Diablo Four. Wasn't even the intelligence. There's you can make things vulnerable, which means they take double damage. Hooray! It's the only thing worth doing. Like going back to Borderlands, slag. Remember slag? Mm-hmm. You would yeah. mark something with slag and then switch to whatever. It's because it was higher levels, the only way to hurt things. They were like, people rely on vulnerable too much. This thing that does double damage. So we're gutting it. It's like basically gone. It's way weaker. We've made it a very niche thing. But in exchange, everyone does 1% more damage. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the math of what they did. And people are like, ah, uh, I've crunched the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it, it, it popped in my head. It was bugging me. I had to say it sure, out, sure. out loud. That's fair. All right. 
So recommendations? I don't. I don't have anything. You most definitely have something. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the most obvious thing I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, promote, and it's Baldur's Gate three. Baldur's Gate three is a phenomenal video game. Uh, they put out stats from the game, like what their opening weekend was like. Just off the Steam numbers, they had like 814,000 people playing concurrently over the weekend. And there's always more people playing games on consoles and on the on the PC, which is pretty impressive. And they're like, how many years of life, how many years of time was being played? And it was absurd numbers and the percentage of people who did this or that. It's always, I always like those blogs when, when those developers show stats of a game and how people are doing things. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just a fun... I never, I played Baldur's Gate 1 and Baldur's Gate 2. I never beat either game. Honestly, both Baldur's Gates, I would get, a, I, I mean, I, I vaguely remember. I mean, this is too long ago. I mean, I remember playing them. I remember liking them, but I just never beat them. Uh, but the company who's made Baldur's Gate 3 made Divinity Original Sin 2, which, and, and, well, and 1. But I love Divinity Original Sin 2. You have the board game for it. That'll be I some, paid for the board <laughs> game. <laughs> There's a difference between paying for it and having yeah, it. That was, uh, <laughs> I know. That was the, the joke. But yeah. that was a phenomenal game. Sadness. So I was excited when they announced they were going to get Baldur's Gate 3. It, it's been like in the early access for like two years. I never touched it because one thing I've learned on games like that is if you get an early access too long or even a game you replay, if you do those first early parts of the game, it gets less fun, and then I wanted to, so I don't want, and I knew that's a game I would replay a few times, so I'm like, I'm going to wait for it to be fully released before I touch it, because I'm going to go through it, and I don't want to be burnt out in the first 30% of the game. Uh, so it came out. It Pausing is a, to that point, yeah. why doesn't Skyrim let you start after the fucking execution scene the second time you play that oh, game? sure. Yeah, like, a lot, yeah, a lot. Like, why isn't there a toggle in the options of every game ever? Fucking Fallout 2, the Temple of Trials at the beginning is like an hour of boredom. Like, just let there be a toggle that says, please skip this. Yeah. I think we, that was, I think modern games are starting to do that. Are starting to do, starting stuff like to that, do a little bit of it. Skyrim and Fallout 2, pretty fucking old games. Especially Skyrim. Well, 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 especially Fallout 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Comparing a game for... Comparing I Fallout know, 2 to... I, I know. <laughs> I just had it. The Andrew. sense of time is in Andy's right eye, so it's a little warped. <laughs> it's like branching paths, yeah. It is depressing Ooh. how old Skyrim is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's just newer by a lot than Fallout 2. I looked up and saw the copyright date on that Gorman the Seawolf painting and turned to dust like the guy at the end of uh, Last like, Crusade. It's, it's like 2011 on there? It, it's a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Gorman the Seawolf's a fucking... Oh, my God. Anyway, it's, <laughs> if you're designing... If you're designing a game, put in a skip tutorial toggle. I don't care how cinematic it is. Make me play through the game once first if your artistic integrity mm -hmm. is that important to you. But let me skip that fucking thing. Also, there should always be a button I press that tells me which direction to, will be the next plot advancement so that I can not go that direction until I want to. Yep. Back to you. So Baldur's Gate 3, it's, it's, it's based on D&D &D 5e rules. It's tweaked in a few areas to make it more enjoyable for a video game. And I think I agree in all their little tweaks. I think it's, you know, but it's still 
at its core, very much D&D 5e. The highest level in the game is 12, and they've even said, <laughs> we can't, we couldn't, you know, that's as high as we can go without the break. D&D gets broken really effing bad the higher you go, because people are saying, well, what about DLCs? They're like, well, we'd have to start a DLC from scratch just to comprehend how to handle high-end D&D. Which, I mean, if you went to some, you know, but anyway. The DLC game, should be an yeah. artificer, but, yeah. you know. It's, I mean, it's a it's a really good turn. I mean, combat is all turn-based strategy. It's got a great story. You customize your characters. You can make a character uh, any kind you want, and you can recruit. There's, like, six characters that have, like, they call them origin characters. They just have stories. So as you're playing, you you can always have four people in your group, and anyone in your group you can advance their stories. You know, just or like you including re- your main character. Well, yes, you know, or three, is- three, or yeah, four, four, including with four total, three. You can have three, you know, three companions on your main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Your main character, your main character could be one of the origin characters, or it can be your custom made character. Right. They have this thing. They have this thing called the Dark Urge, which is a custom character. But it has a history that you no one knows what it is. So you play it. You have to just deal with it. It's a it's a it's a it's a hybrid of custom because you you truly make it custom, but there is a background. You just don't know what it's part. That's part of the gimmick, and I'm excited to play that. But they and they say they, they're like you should not do that as your first play. <laughs> it was kind of ninety three percent of the people. Uh, use custom characters as their, as their primary, which, which, which is an interesting stat. I think I would always do it, but so you run around and some characters are good or bad. Like I've had. And it's it's a good story. It's very and your decisions matter. I've I've had companions kill each other out of story conversations. I've been I've had Alex's character got killed in a conversation. I've had a character die in a conversation. It's just like so. There's weight to the things you're saying. The world gets impacted. You can go down a. It's there's a lot of gray area, but there are there are the obvious good, there are the obvious bad, but there's a lot of like gray middle stuff you can do. The world evolves differently. There's a lot of really interesting fights, beautiful art, great characters. It's just a phenomenal game. I'm about 65 to 70 hours into it. I'm probably halfway through the final act of the game. I probably got a good 20 to 30 hours left. I think I don't know for sure. Uh, I'm. I've been working on like various uh, my companions' uh, story arcs. I'm trying to finish off one more story arc before I move on. I think I screwed another. Ca- I think I did some stuff in Act Two that made it impossible to finish another character's story arc. I'm pretty sure I accidentally got all the people involved in their story uh, dead. I don't know for sure, but I've I've been playing somewhat not good in my <laughs> campaign, uh, and uh, I've I've caused a lot of harm. But I'm also trying to like you know save people. Uh, kind of. I'm mm. trying to save myself and, and maybe, you know, get some power out of it at, you when, sh- everyone, when the dust settles. You should explain right now and then make all of our listeners hate you. Well, what, the thing what that you did. I, early in the game, this is, this, is a, it, this is a chapter one pretty early thing. I came across an owlbear in a cave and it had a little baby owlbear. So I killed the mama owlbear and then I killed the baby owlbear because I wanted to loot it. And then I took the egg that was in the thing and then I just, you know, sold it off. But, you know, and I was just like, oh, the little, the little and the Albert kind of walks to the screen like, oh, what am I going to do without the mommy? I'm like, well, you're going to die, bitch. And I just fucking <laughs> stab the baby Albert. But I've been so cruel. It's like the, the, the dialogue options, it's just phenomenal that they, they give you such a burden. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think some of it is kind of like telltale at their best. They give you this illusion of choice, but mm-hmm. you kind of rubber band to the same spot. You kind of have to for a game to be able to be made. Like you can't yeah. just, you know, you can't have infinite things. Uh, some games give you, but this game, 
So I think some choices, you know, no matter what I pick, it would just, you know, because it's one of those games where you pick a choice and like X party member is happy with you and X party member is sad with you. And then the story advances in the same direction regardless. Yeah. Uh, and it this, might have a different facial expression yeah. in a cutscene, but nothing else matters. Correct. But, I, but in this game, like, characters will leave your group or characters will try to, I mean, so there is, I mean, there is already more of that involved based on those kind of things. Uh, but I do think like, Part of the game, uh, yeah, I, I do think there is some of that, like, and but I mean, if, if the if the choice of illusion is so real, you don't know it. Is it a bad thing, really? I mean, if if there, I mean, it's like if for it's your experience, like if you play it once and it feels like it matters, yeah. it's the same as if it did matter. Yeah, yeah. And I do definitely think like there will be some impacts, but I'm curious because I really do. Like after I'm trying to play it once as blind as possible to any kind of spoiler. And then as I hear, once I beat it, I'll, I'll hear other people's experience and I won't, I won't feel bad. Cause I mean, I will play it again, but I don't need to have everything at the second time through. If I'm spoiled on things, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Cause I've gotten the one out of it, but I'm, I am excited to finish it. Cause I mean, they've added so many D and D character class. The Arcanist is one of the only things missing in the game. There's so many classes, so many races, so many sub, you know, classes to pick from. They've done a really good job in that. And it's just a very rewarding story. It's a fun combat game It has definitely been a great experience. And I, uh, I'm surprised. And, what I have seen on some videos is other, de and there's been article, there's, a, there's been a few YouTube people calling out these developers, but a lot of developers from big AA games are saying, now I understand, because it's been a success. I mean, it's, it's sold an insane amount of copies. It's got all these concurrent play. It's like, it's an, it's, un, it's just an, un, it's a, it's just a success. It's a success story. It's in these developers like, now don't get excited about that style game. Us doing that. That's an anomaly. We can't, we can't make good games like that. Cause we, we have a schedule. We can't, we can't, give you a good single player story we can't do that and it's like and it's like well of course because you have to make all these because the, layering has there's no microtransactions there's no thing it's still like we want to sell you a complete good game we're gonna what make a concept yeah it's like like you know we'll make money on it you know these other games the problem with the other games is they want to make a game that they get enough profit that they're CEO can buy a yacht for their yacht. Yeah. And the company who makes this layering is like, well, we want to make money to pay our people and still have a profit, but we don't need a yacht for our yacht. We're not trying to be those people. They're kind of like, what's the, who made Fallout originally? Who made what? Fallout originally. Uh, Interplay? Inter like, well, not, uh, not, that's who I'm thinking of. Black about. Isle? No. Uh, oh, oh but, uh, no, 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 no. The, the ones who, uh, Obsidian. Obsidian. Like Obsidian. Yeah. And then I mean, there's a couple other companies that like, for, they had this like, when at their best, they were just like these great, and they all get sold out and they get killed. Yeah. It's, it, it's like EA takes them out to the back. And this company now is in their prime where they're making games to make good games. They don't, you know, and obviously you st you're, they're still a company. They still want money because that's, but they're, they're the kind of people who want money in a, in a way that doesn't like make you hate them. Like EA makes money in a way that makes you hate them. Well, it's like old school Blizzard. I mean, yeah, you, old school Blizzard you, was, you, I was actually really about to say exactly that, you know, their, their games would just be like, whenever it's done, it'll come out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like things would be delayed for Bioware years and years. Is who I was thinking about. Bioware, 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 sure. Bioware, Bioware, yeah. Old school Bioware. It's like, okay, I will give you money for this game. And they made they just give you and I don't I don't I'm not against microtransactions, but it's just the fact that they there's so much depth in story and I I just the effort you could there's just the effort you can see the effort when this game and also what also the the cherry on top to Baldur's Gate three is when I I started doing when I was you know ten eleven I don't know exactly why when I got into D and D. Forgotten Realms was my jam. That was the thing, and I would buy all the D and D books. I read 
50 to 100 novels in the Forgotten Realms. It's it's my childhood. And this game, being in Baldur's Gate, being in the realms, and some of the comments they make in there are just like right from the, the, the my lore. You know, I can like nerd out when there's, there's a, some events. I was talking to Alex, who's really far in the game. I was talking to him about some stuff. He's like, yeah, that was cool. I have no idea what it meant. And I'm like, you know, so it's just like, it was cool, but it's like, yeah. it just, that's my childhood in the, coming to life in front of my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And these moments that are just epic. But yeah, and it's to to the AAA devs thing. Like like, it's also the point is when they're when they're talking about the like raising the standard price of games to seventy dollars from the sixties been forever, and the DLC and and battle pass stuff. They were like, well, you know, the games are expensive, so we need to do this. The games are expensive. Like you're the ones who are making them expensive. Like you're the ones who are doing it that way. Like you can control that aspect. It's like it's same thing with like films. You're spending. $400 million making a Marvel movie, right? Between the budget and the advertisement and everything, you're spending $400 million. So if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a flop. Maybe just don't spend $400 million on your fucking movie. And sometimes <laughs> they make money, but it wasn't enough of a profit. Yeah. Like there's games like, like, well, it was profitable, but it didn't hit this margin of profit. Like we made money, everyone got paid. We got, but our bon- my, our CEO's bonus wasn't quite big enough. He didn't, he only could get like a, you know, he couldn't get a full size yacht for his yacht. His, yeah. his backup yacht wasn't the right, it wasn't big yeah. enough. So then it's like, well, d- destroy the division because it wasn't super duper profitable. Yeah. It's like Dread. Yeah. I, I yeah. Dread's a perfect example. It made money. It, it made money, but it did not make enough money for them to, to really hone in on a sequel or a TV series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's why like a lot of their movies I don't particularly like because I think they're they're they they lean into the kind of horror that I don't like as far as just like dumb jump scares and cliches and stuff like that. But Blumhouse are phenomenal at just like shitting out twenty, thirty million dollar movies and be like, Yeah, here it is. Here it is, you know, and it'll, it'll do fine. You know, they'll put out a twenty million dollar movie, it makes fifty million dollars, they're like, Cool. Like they yep. don't need to make a billion goddamn dollars. Yeah. And like you can do that with games too. And because they do that, they they give their people enough range to make enough different styles that you might even yeah. you know, still find a couple in there you like, which is kind of nice. And they, but they're yeah. not forcing themselves into a cookie; they're just letting them kind of do things like mm-hmm. go do this random nonsense thing or whatever. It's it is interesting. But Baldur's Gate three, it is oh, it is so good. It is everything I want in a game. Even though I know that every waking moment I have is going to be devoted to a different game in just over two weeks, I'm still tempted to go home and buy this game. Yeah, and I and I can't because I, I I because it's it's still too new. There's just, I I could give so many examples of why it's good, but because I've been playing, I'm playing such a fairly evil, terrible playthrough. I just don't want to say anything that just like because it's all tainted in what I've what I've been doing. Plus, I don't, I don't want to spoil things for people story wise, but just mechanically and rewarding. How it's just so much fun to play. It's, it's just. You don't have it like a disembodied uh, body telling you how big of an area a fireball is taking up. No, but the thing is, so you can speak with animals and like speak with the dead. Is mm-hmm. like I, every every corpse you can like. There's voices for pretty every corpse. I could this I could cast speak with dead on everybody, and they'd all have something to say. And I'm only allowed to give ask them five questions because that's how speak with the dead asks. And sometimes they don't have a lot to say, but I've definitely have to cast speak for dead. I'm like, oh, I got seven or eight questions. Well, I got to be careful what I ask them here because it's just. And but it's a fact that like. All the dead, everything that's dead can be talked to. 
every animal has, and sometimes the animals don't have anything of like game value to say, but some of the animals are just phenomenally hilarious and some are just like, you know, dumb and stupid, but that every, every animal can have a conversation. Every body can talk about things. Every is just, is just such a level of, of wideness. And I know there's so many things. And because I, I have a party of, you know, four people, three, three origin characters in me. There's still three other origin characters. I have no idea that much about their story. So if I replayed again with them and I, even they, they come with a custom class, you could respect them. So if I want to play, you know, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, I'm doing a barbarian, a wizard necromancer, uh, a bard and a cleric. My next group will be completely different. I'll probably have like a monk and a druid in there. And, and of course, you know, with, with the math that you just said, you have three origin characters, there's three more. So even if you did another custom and played through again, well, now you've experienced all the origin characters, but you haven't experienced them with the other people, yep. right? So you could replay this game. I'm not going to do the math to figure out every yeah. way of having like all the origin characters interact with each other. And the barbarian I had with me, there's, she's like the two characters, the two of the three people I have lean towards evil. So they've really been enjoying what I'm doing. And she's always like, come on guys, do we have to kill another baby? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I do a little bit of a good thing to make her slightly happier. So I keep her on the edge of staying because man, is she my damage fucking dealer. She just gets shit done. Uh, oh, she's so good. She's uh, she's an amazing character. But I'm, I'm um, I, and I started the romance. I'm, I'm romance. Like my necromancer is romancing the vampire spawn, which is great. The one spoiler I have gotten for that game is the scene, like when you successfully romance that barbarian character. Sure. And I want to buy the game just for that because and I she seems adorable. And I didn't romance. And yeah, well then the the gith. I've heard the gith romance is uh, intense. Like that gith is uh, she's a she's aggressive. Sure. And I've, I've well, heard and, and, yeah. Like in their their like uh, their presentation for the game, they asked people what romance option people wanted to see, and people jokingly said they wanted to see the druid, and that's the infamous video they showed of somebody fucking a bear. Yeah. So you know, spoilers. I I don't know if that's still in the game, but uh, I, the, the preview event they showed you successfully romancing a druid and getting to fuck a bear. I can't form. even explain the sexy that I had in the game recently. Is <laughs> it's just it's it's not words I want to use on this, on this podcast. But to truly find out if you're a serial killer, when you go through the second playthrough, make sure you cast Speak With Animals and then kill the baby uh, owlbear. Yeah, I didn't have Speak With Animals up at the time. I normally so you just made sad owlbear noises. Yeah, like, oh, you didn't get to hear well, it Well, technically talk. he's a monstrosity, so I don't know if he would and, respond Especially when you killed its mom in front of it. Yeah. And I had, <laughs> I, I had ample opportunities not to kill the mom, not to do a, Well, plus... When I got there, there was two guys in a cage going, there's a terrible creature in there. What should we do? They killed our friend. I'm like, well, go take care of it. Like, I, I don't know if we should do that. So I convinced them to charge in first. So I had something to distract the creature with. So when I fought it, you know, it was like, had more victims for me to deal with. Well, I'm give it more targets. Yeah. That's I, just smart. Yeah, I know. That's what I, that's how I, it's man, I died. I have died a lot. That, that game, if you approach a fight wrong, that game just punches you in your face as hard as it can. You're like, I hit F5. Like, I'm just like every take a step forward. I'm, I'm F5 in a million. I was gonna times. ask how much save scumming have you been doing? Uh, I reload all bad fights. If I get in conversations and I and I don't roll perceptions, I, I kind of let that kind of stuff go. I, I kind of let it just flow how it flows, especially for my first playthrough. Uh, I have to save scum fights quite often because, well, I get wiped. Uh, I've seen it's come a couple things here and there outside of that, uh, but in general, I kind of let it go. But I hit F. I mean, I sent Alex a screenshot of my of my of my quick save. I was at like three hundred quick saves like a like a five days ago. <laughs> like it's just like quick save, quick save, quick save, quick save. I'm just F fiving, uh, and it like, all 
so far, almost every spell and thing you can do in skill has had time to shine. There's a couple skills I haven't used, but I bet if I had used them, there would have been a time for them to shine. So it's just interesting where certain abilities you wouldn't think of come into play can come into play. And like some of it's dumbed out. Like polymorph just turns an enemy into like a, a sheep. Like that's, you know, that's like that. There's not a lot of flexibility there, but like druids can turn it off. You still, have a, a lot of it has a lot of range. They, you know, they, they had a, cause you know, polymorph would be too wild, but you could, tweak your walls of fire and stuff. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff, uh, generally speaking, but you know, there's a few sacrifices and then like the, the range of spells are much less than that. Like, I can't shoot a fireball seven rooms away. Okay. They, I, you know, they're, so it's, you know, they, they, but it's for a video game balance. Otherwise, yeah. you know, so if it, if it all feels like it makes sense, a fireball still is a fireball. It's not as ridiculous as like D and D, but it's, you know, it, it gets the shit done. Mm-hmm. Summoning. Oh man. Being a necromancer is fun. That's my story. Nope, triple A. Oh, is this, yeah. Oh, there's a Chris. There's a Chris in the chat. Yeah, the, and, uh, the Dark Urge character, evidently, just like, I mean, it's called the Dark Urge because you just get, every, throughout time, you just keep getting these urges to kill things, and it's whether you resist or embrace it. And the fact that I've done, and I, so I, I want to play him, let it fully go into his urge. Because uh, even though I'm playing it, I like to play lawful evil. And there was, there was definitely a route to play chaotic evil. I, I don't take the truth. Like I'm, my character is not evil in the regards of just like I punch things over because I can. There's always like a purpose. I try to have a purpose to what I'm doing as a character. But there's definitely a route where you could just be like murder hobo. Yeah. Uh, I also want to play my first good. I want to be like naive good. <laughs> That's like I'm, I'm going to specifically be just naive good in my first playthrough uh, with some choices. I think that could be kind of a fun option too. In the future playthroughs, at least I won't I won't be playing as aggressively because I'll have gotten through it and I can play it more casual. Unlike now. Recommend what do you guys have? I thought of one while you were talking and then I forgot what it, it was because that was an hour ago. Uh, no, I just thought of it like two minutes ago. And so now I'm frustrated because it was relatively recent. So it should have been something that was topical based on what we have. But oh, well, I guess fuck that recommendation. Maybe I'll remember it later. So instead, I will recommend, I mentioned that Raylene and I went to the Wisconsin State Fair. It was a good time. The day we went, uh, we went partially because a band that we like was performing. So I'm going to recommend that band, which I might have talked about before. I know I've recommended to Andy and Brian multiple times, so they're going to be tired and, and take a nap during this. But I don't think I've actually talked about it on the podcast. But it's Here Come the Mummies, who are a funk soul band which funk is an underappreciated uh uh musical genre everybody likes parliament funkadelic george clinton you enjoy your you get all the fun of like trumpets and saxophones without the garbage of jazz because jazz is just the worst thing humanity has invented you were losing me and you kind of brought me back with that statement it's like what if jazz was good and the answer is funk you get all the brass you get the percussion you get the the trumpet solos the sexy saxophones it's all enjoyable and fun and just good energy good spirits um here come the mummies is a group that is a bunch of people who are under various contracts so they weren't allowed to perform outside their contracts because record company contracts are evil uh and so they made a group to perform and tour and have fun and record songs full of double entendres and just have a good time but so that they didn't get sued they all dressed up as mummies so that nobody could know who they are so to this day despite and it is almost certainly true that now that is no longer the case, right? It is now just a gimmick, but it is still true that no one 
knows who any of the people in the band are, like the real names or anything like that. It's completely incognito, which is fun, but it is just... Couldn't you tell the singer, though? I mean, couldn't you... Isn't, isn't there artists that you can, like, tell styles a little bit of? Like, I... I the, 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 you are right, and the singer is the one that when I Googled, like, members of... It just looked like a list of the characters. There is actually solid theories about who he is okay so the singer of all of them is the one that people are 99 percent certain who it is also the person they think it is is listed as the producer on several of their songs on their original album okay. which supports that so the singer has probably been unmasked literally um but either way they're even that gimmick aside the songs are phenomenal and fun i have never seen a more energetic live performance from anyone ever and this includes the multiple times i've gone to see alice cooper like they are just bouncing off the fucking walls it is a blast they tour constantly they're actually coming to mat to they're going to wapaka uh in I september you're gonna say wapan they're going to Wapaka in September, and then Wapan they're prison. in um, Chicago in October. I'm almost certainly going to go to at least one of those showings and hopefully drag at least Andy along to that because, you know, Andy and I go to a lot of concerts together. But look them up. They're a blast. They're fun. Um, it's just such energetic performances, and you can always see them, like, dirt cheap at some random county fair because they're not, like, you know, $500 ticket headliners like sure, Barbara Streisand sure. or some shit. That's your headliner. You go. That's your headline go to her is not not Taylor Swift, who's like having insane concert the last. Year. You go to Barbara Streisand. You hear Streisand. about the fucking uh, the 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 Richter scale thing? Mm -hmm. Like the, her audience was so rowdy at one of her concerts that it triggered alarms that there was an earthquake going on. And so the scientists <laughs> like had to confirm that this 2.0 earthquake was just Taylor Swift fans <laughs> having a good time. That's kind of good. You know what? The world good needs some them. good times. I'm happy. You know what? Her song, her stuff is kind of like, you know, it's cheery. You know, we if need to cheery. Is powerful enough to register as a, a, a <laughs> disaster of the earth being destroyed. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a lot of joy. Yeah, the, that's uh, pretty good. I didn't know the that. The amount of goodwill that I hear coming out of her camp in general to you know uh bonuses to her, her truck drivers and other people that handle her things yeah. is it i mean it's it's nice to hear somebody that i mean that is that rich to to be sharing at least some of that with with the people that yeah. help make her that rich rather and, and, than you and, know just taking it all in some of the things like her and some of the other who's oh, my my brain is going off and my brain my old man brain is not thinking of some of the names of some of the really popular other younger artists nowadays but uh like sometimes their fans go a bit crazy on other fan bases but that's not the artists like the, when you when you, yeah. when you reach out to some young people sometimes they get their soul in this like happy rage that they sometimes lash out at other people you know just you know you enjoy a different thing die yeah they get yeah. Some, or when like someone breaks up with taylor swift they get their instagram gets bombarded by a hundred million people or if a person uh i remember when uh some late night hosted something like, what's that really popular uh south korean k-pop band that was the really really big one. oh yeah yeah um uh oh jeez i i would have been able to say it 30 seconds yeah ago. i i, I, I yes bts like someone would, if you if you said something bad about bts you would get like your wife was in danger. Yeah, you would be in danger because their their fan base was just so rabid on them. So those really big people. I mean, it's it's a it's but some of those people actually. I don't know how how those artists like Taylor can stay sane and still be generous and a good person when you have <laughs> your fan base is that rabid. insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and you still seems to be just you know a decent person. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting. But yeah, like you know, you chose Barbara Streisand. <laughs> 
<laughs> I chose her as an example of somebody who's expensive to see, not somebody I would want to see, because she famously had a class action lawsuit fielded against her because of her her sure. uh, concerts. I think, yeah. Well, not just the ticket price, the fact that they were inflated because it was her last ever tour. Until then, a year later when she went on another tour. Yeah. Well, because I know Taylor's lasting a day. She's having so many problems with, with ticket prices and the whole system. The whole, se- whole system well, is it's like Ticketmaster should not exist. Yeah. Like the fact that Ticketmaster sets aside a portion of its own tickets to then scalp as higher price tickets through, through itself, itself later. <laughs> it's like, what? Like... <laughs> Yeah, that, at that point, just price them as your premier ticket. Like, why are you doing this? There are a thousand million reasons that you could use an example of why systems are bad and how our government's corrupt and how like companies are bad and like the fact that the government doesn't do anything against Ticketmaster when it's so clearly, it's such a clear case, simple. That, that whole system, how they do it, is so obviously terrible and wrong that a, a child can understand it and they yeah. still won't do anything about it because there's still profit to be made off of them from like mm-hmm. uh donations or whatever or yeah it's just insane but yeah lobbying so that's that's the mummies yeah no like i said they're fun one of the only downsides of them is that like you know i mean you can get their cds and stuff but like when i i listen to a lot of music on youtube because i do a lot of stuff on youtube and all of their music on youtube is one of two things either a cell phone camera recording of a live performance at a random county fair or them in the studio at the Bob and Tom show because that was how they first like kind of broke through was as guests on that show. Oh. So you either have terrible audio quality and some drunk hillbillies screaming, or you have good audio quality and some obnoxious radio drunk hosts. Drunk hillbillies screaming. Yeah, exactly. Screaming. Drunk hillbillies Bob screaming. and Tom is weird because I also hate Bob and Tom. I 100% hate them, but I was listening to some comedians, and like if you ask comedians who has been important to keep comedy going, they'll always name Bob and Tom because yeah. Bob and Tom – for as annoying as they are, they did such a good thing to certain like, some of the musical yep. stuff and some of the comedians. Like, I want to hate them more than I do, but I can't because they have helped so many comedians and those kind of things give a chance to. But I don't understand like, people like Bob and Tom, but they've done great things for people. I just, oh my God, when they talk, I just. I'm willing to bet you that the comedian can't hear them just cackling in the background consistently. Well, the comedian's probably having a fun time being on the show and laughing. I mean, that's the thing is, I guarantee it's a lot of fun. To be a guest on Jimmy Fallon's show, <laughs> I fucking hate Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As an audience, uh, but I would, I would take, I would take a whole crew of Jimmy Fallon's over Bob and Tom. Though. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Jimmy Fallon is, like, as far as interview skills goes, terrible. Yeah. He just happens to have a. Like, I, I will still from time to time watch like some skit where him and a uh, him as a list celebrity are doing some goofy thing because that's that's when he's actually kind of fun. But yeah, he's just terrible ninety time, ninety percent of the time. <laughs> but I do enjoy him ten percent of the time. I can't. I have to give him ten percent of time because I've laughed quite hard here and there. But I, I don't mind. So the radio station that they're on is like one hundred one five here, and they play kind of like like a classic, uh, you know, nineties, eighties metal stuff, and that. I don't mind the station, but I even turn the channel when I hear Bob and Tom commercials come up and. On, on the you don't even thing. want like a I, I don't even clips. I don't even want to hear them. They're just uh, they just fucking cackle all the time. Somebody says I wiped my ass wrong, and they're just fucking giggling forever. Ugh, yeah, although hurt. on the other hand, like laugh tracks are a thing on television for a reason, and this is like them doing that shit is just the manual version of a laugh track on the radio show, and I hate mm-hmm. both. 
I hate laugh tracks also, but I understand that as far as the way the human brain works, the laugh track makes more people think it's funny. Yeah. And that's probably the same with them. Like, you know, you like some the, of you like the laugh, actually you think like their the guests are funny. Someone. Yeah. You like to laugh And with some somebody. of it's like them actually thinking their guests is funny, and some of them are just like, ha, 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 because that gets the people listening go, oh, that was a funny thing. I will also laugh. Well, I get it. Again, not saying I, I like it, but I guarantee that's why they do it. Also, I will also slightly defend them. Bob and or Tom are not entertaining to me. Chick McGee is actually a really funny clever guy and i don't know if he has his own podcast but it would be worth listening to if he was because that's their like sports guy and the sure. third person he, he hit my like there's a yeah a weird weird tangent um this whole thing's a weird tangent yeah. um I little, life is a weird, weird tangent tangents. yeah <laughs> we can rename our podcast to weird tangent Oh, we have to take up uh, um, uh, the what, what the other game because weird with W Y R D Malifaux. Well, we we need to switch to a Malifaux podcast and then we can be. Can we weird bring tangent. Brian Kerr back on here. Yeah, bring he, Kerr back on. Yeah, because he. God, he, those speaking of getting death threats from fan base. Holy shit, were they mad when Brian Kerr was on and talked about uh, Malifaux? Even though he was a fucking rep for the game, like of all of us to get mad at for talking shit about Malifaux. He was the one you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and they sure did. Woo boy. I forgot about that. How many how many Malifaux fans like joined our Facebook page just to scream at us? <laughs> but you had a tangent, Andy, I'm sorry. No, I didn't I didn't have a tangent. Oh, I was calling I, this a tangent. Yeah, I was calling that a tangent. I was I was gonna go and talking about uh, the afternoon DJs of, of JJO. Yeah. Which I, I do enjoy the that pair. Uh, I wish I could hear them talk more, but yeah. I, it's so weird to me. Like when I go in the car with you, you listen to the radio. I know. <laughs> I'll go. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess the radio is. I'll have it on a little bit, but I just don't listen to it. Like it's there to make. It's like it's literally just like back. It's like it's like people need a fan to sleep. I just have like some noise, but I've never listened to the content. You do serious though, and serious. I not anymore. Have, I don't. I, I used to have serious yeah. for my for but first it, couple it, years. Serious doesn't really have any kind of like. Uh, Depending you know, on the DJ station, you could, you could generally. do certain stations were were built sure. around not having that, but it's like. Yeah. Well, it's like we if I if I take us on a trip somewhere, mm-hmm. I turn the radio off because we're in the car to talk. You take yeah. us somewhere, the radio's on, and I'm always just freaked out by it. Oh, I I consider it as being in background music. I find it more weird when there is no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not a fucking goddamn uh, well, audio book, I'm perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah. I was gonna with say, it. did you uh, carpool down to Gen Con with someone who just no. turned on uh, an audio book or? Uh... Oh, that, that, that year and I, I did. I'm going to say yeah. again, if I was in the car, if there are certain people, if I was in the car with and they gave me an audiobook, audiobook, I would thank them because it's like, okay, I don't have to talk to you. I have an audiobook. Thank you for giving me this opportunity not to talk to you. That seems like the biggest win-win I've ever heard of. But, but the sad part is, though, during that trip, we were we were having good conversation. We were talking about things we liked and that. And yeah. then and he's like, would you mind if I put in an audiobook? I'm like, okay. You know what, Andy? And I, think, I guess I guess I'm not I'm not I'm not worth it. I'm yeah, worth the conversation. I was gonna say this is a sign that the conversation was not as good as your memory thinks yeah. it was. <laughs> I love man. I was having a conversation with somebody and they told me to shut the fuck up. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is a good key. Oh yeah, yeah, really? Okay, hold on one second. Click and send blah 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 blah. Ishmael was, but uh, I uh. I really enjoy audiobooks and car trips. When I, I, I was when I drive places alone. I remember going out to Origins, like an eight-hour drive, and with, with an audiobook, it was like it was like man, it was like ten minutes. It was like, it, a, yeah. it was like a ten-minute drive. That was beautiful. I uh, on late trips back, I would I would 
put on like a comedy routine, something sure. you know, like Patton Oswald or, or something like that, and that would just that would just make things go by. Or even a podcast in general. This just, shows how fucking old I've gotten, but man, have I grown to like NPR. Because <laughs> that's basically just podcasts. Yeah. yeah. I am happy that I haven't fallen into the NPR thing. The one mm-hmm. like like I say like all the news all I will say the, the, the two things I actually do actively enjoy at NPR is they have Milk Street Radio, which is talking about cooking the whole time. Sure. And then um I have always been a huge fan of Wait Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh which is like kind of like a, a daily show of reverent news mocky thing, but on radio. I get well, yeah that that so that that's cool. I I when I think of I'm like yeah. I just don't if I'm going on a trip somewhere I don't want news in my I don't want actual yeah. news news because it's too fucking depressing. Correct. So just keep that away from it. Those show yeah that's all that all yeah, yeah, exactly. I just I just don't want don't tell me anything more. I've I've learned too much. We're all fucked. Leave me alone. Let me just die. Keep things <laughs> keep the lights on long enough for me to die in the corner and finish Baldur's Gate three in uh in in some TV shows I'm watching and then just. You know, don't tell me anything else. I get it. We're fucked. That's my review of the news. I, I do have something to recommend. It's just, it'll just make... Yeah, you already Marvel Ignited. You're done. No, I didn't. I didn't recommend he did, it. He didn't recommend it. He, he never like, recommended he it. He never said it was Oh, good, because it's shit. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad my investment made you happy. <laughs> um... No, uh, we've we've talked about this streaming service a ton of times. It's possible I recommended it two weeks ago, but man, get Apple Plus and uh, watch Silo. That show is awesome. If you like Fallout, you should watch it because it's basically so do I Fallout. Recommend, do I recommend Silo next episode? I recommend. So <laughs> I, I hate it twice. You, we might. I I would. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like sometimes you tell someone to watch something. You know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But there's certain things where you just hope. Like you say, hey, that was good. Watch it. But there's always times where you hope someone will watch it. So I was excited when you guys watched Silo because I, I did think it was really good. Even Jim liked it. Yeah, that should be the, even Jim liked it. Yeah, that, that, should, that, that should go into the tagline for the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> like on the poster yeah. when they're showing for the season. You're like even Jim liked it. <laughs> um, but it's, 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 a, it's a nice mystery. It is, it is not a... Uh, lost type of mystery thing. I mean, they introduce things, but they do answer a lot of questions. So in it's that. not a J.J. Abrams mystery yeah. box. No, they but, spoil but, in, oh. in the book. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Uh, I'm not going to say what it is. They spoil half of the big things you find out at the end. They spoil in the first ten pages of the book. Oh my God, are you <laughs> the kidding structures me? a little bit? They they, oh. they they hold some other stuff back a little bit, but oh. you're like, it's just amazing how like the big reveal at the end of of the season one of the show, the book. The book is like only half of the book is only half of the sh- the show is part one of like the book basically yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just interesting the structure is a little bit different on the uh, and there's no judicial system in mm. the uh, in the in the book hmm. that's that, that that baffles my mind yeah, I know the, the they, show itself like I said is it I mean the long story short Brian has probably talked about it a ton of times though too but it's basically you know world has ended something there they're all living in basically a fallout shelter they've been living there for like 150 years hundreds of years you don't you don't even know how long they've been yeah, there they they have no idea how long they've been there they have no idea when they got there or how everything um it's just generations of people 10,000 people have been they, living uh, in there the- was a revolt a couple of generations ago and all the data was wiped so the history was completely lost when that big revolt happened, and they don't even know why it was just put down. Yep, and it turns out they're just Amish people in the woods, right? <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> just underground woods. 
Yeah. It's it's, it's just yeah, it's just great great really actors in it too. Neat show. It, JK Simmons is in it? No. He's in Baldur's Gate 3. JK Simmons in Baldur's Gate 3? I'm out. <laughs> Why? He, he started talking and I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, I can't believe it. I just think another thing Nathan's ever going to involve himself with, with J.K. Simmons. I am literally going to buy it when I get home now. I'm not even saying he's a huge part of it, but he's I don't it. fucking care. But I couldn't stop laughing when he was talking. <laughs> is, he, is he talking about a potato? It was just... I just, I, oh my God. I was like, first I was, I was like, wait a minute. Cause everyone, everyone else, there's no one, there's no, as far as I know, other famous actors in it. They're all good voice actors. It's just, you know, but I mean, but that's the first time you hear a voice. You're like, oh, that's a celebrity. I know. Well, well JK Simmons, it's, it's interesting because like, obviously he did live action stuff as well, but he had been doing voice work prior yeah. to like his big breakthroughs into yeah. the mainstream, you know? And so to be like this Academy Award winning actor who we all recognize is also the yellow M&M. It's just weird, as opposed yeah. to a voice actor who has done money roles, including the Yellow Eminem, happened to get successful in live action. Yeah. But you just don't see it that way. Yeah. What was this character? I can't think of his character in Portal 2. Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson, yeah. Yeah. He's going to blow your house up with the lemons. Baldur's Gate 3, J.K. Simmons approved. All right. Thanks all for watching. We'll uh, check you guys out in about two weeks. Maybe. Bye bye. That's the plan. This you may, who knows when you're going to hear this? <laughs> who knows when I'm going to upload the episode? We're going to record gonna... two weeks from this recording time. So the next episode should be out a couple days before this episode is out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to make it out before then. Cool. Cool. Thanks, folks. Bye. Uh, can I romance J.K. Simmons? No. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm back out. <laughs> Well, you know what? I couldn't.